Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts, and of course, twitch.tv forward slash Up Next Podcast. Yeah, every Wednesday night, we watch NXT. And then we go live on Twitch and we talk about it, just like we are doing right now. Elephant in the room, rest in peace to Brody Lee. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we're going to be doing, uh, we'd have loved to have watched the tribute show live tonight. This is a show we watch AEW after doing this, usually yeah. is our routine. But tonight was definitely a week where we really wanted to tune into the other show. Absolutely. Um, and we're going to be doing our own tribute for Brody Lee. Uh, we do have a show on our Patreon, usually called Best Match Ever. And we've decided since uh, kind of all these like forums on the internet, I'm in Facebook groups and things, everyone are kind of posting like little hidden gems of Brody Lee's career. Um, and we thought it'd be a good idea to do a Best Match Ever covering the career of Brody Lee, uh, which we'll be putting out on this feed for free next week. Yes. So uh, at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, what are some of the matches of uh, Luke Harper, matches, Brody Lee? segments, like any any like, hilarious moments from being the elite you'd like us to oh, yeah. maybe talk about. Um, it will just be, yeah, a bit of a retrospective and looking at some of the, the highlights of his career. Yeah, highlights of, of him in the ring because... Uh, that's a show we do, like we, you mentioned on our Patreon, and we've done ones highlighting some like classic wrestling and legends and stuff like that. And uh, well, the the guy has passed away, and it's like just crazy. It feels like a long time since a wrestler passed away that was an active wrestler, mm. like an active roster member. And it kind of it, it's weird. It freaks you out. I know the news broke on on 
on Boxing Day, and everyone I think looked at their phone at a that second there, and kind of just you sunk a little. Oh yeah, right. Just, it just completely takes the wind out of you. It it's so just it, it was kept so secretive, obviously. So um, very similar to kind of the Chad, Chadwick Boseman death yeah. earlier in the year, where you just don't really see it coming. You you look at these guys in the prime of their career and healthy like i mean he's an athlete yeah um so so sad and just someone who i I feel what makes it so tragic is he was he was finally kind of hitting it he was finally kind of reaching that potential that people saw in him and i've i've never been aware of look it's been a really terrible year for for lots and lots of reasons and we had a lot of people within pro wrestling come out this year who like showed their true side, which wasn't particularly nice and people being exposed. And you start to question this thing you love wrestling because of these shady characters. And by all accounts, this man was just fucking wonderful and be loved by everyone and um, great like dad and family man and, Obviously, his son has now got that AEW contract. Like they've said, they're going to look after the family mm-hmm. forever, which is awesome. I love that. I love hearing but that. But it's it's like so sad. But it's it's been lovely actually reading all these um, tributes over the last week, and I, I'm really looking forward to watching the show. By all accounts, I've I've heard it's really special. So yeah, we also do a show called Up Dextra, soon to be BD Elite. Uh, that we'll be doing tomorrow as well. We were going to do a best and worst of AEW Dynamite on that show. We're going to push that back till next week. Uh, so that'll be a, a show we do talk, looking back at AEW best and worst of. And then on this very feed that you're listening to this right now, some point next week, we will be doing best match ever, Brody Lee. We're going to bring the tissues out. It's going to be emotional, but uh, rest in peace to Brody Lee. I think it's the best way we can do a tribute yeah, to the guy, right? Like. It's it's our favorite show and just having a chance to just sit back and enjoy some of these this guy's matches. Um, some of it, like I remember loving that six man against the shield back and I, I haven't seen that since. So I'm actually really looking forward to watching that and watching some of the Shikara and Dragon mm-hmm. Gate matches as well. Um, I think it will be a good show. So look out for that. But we will still be doing a, a show tomorrow for uh, Up Next Up. And we'll be talking about the the tribute show that AEW put on today. So that'll be available tomorrow on the Patreon. But uh, tonight, we're still going to talk about NXT. They put up a graphic in the beginning. But we're going to be doing uh, our best and worst of NXT. We're going to run down NXT tonight. A little, maybe a little quicker fashion. Mm. Run through the show tonight and then jump into our best and worst NXT, our awards. We we're, we did a best of show with John and Way, and we were so honored to be able to join those guys with post wrestling. And that's coming out by by the time you're listening to this or tomorrow at yep. some capacity, patrons and stuff. But uh, tonight's NXT best and worst. Yes, and I think we said last week we were kind of gonna skip over sort of the the news and banter at the beginning to kind of yeah. get right into it because we are doing these awards, but we can't go into NXT quite yet without talking about our new best friend 
Oh right, of so, course. How could we forgot? How could we forget? Last night we recorded our um, best of 2020 with John and Wade. Yeah. Um, it was award season. I had my tie on. Was drinking bubbly. I've regretted it all day today. Oh, yeah. I felt horrendous. Listen to our new episode of Was Next to hear quite how bad I was earlier today. Um, but yes, so we uh, finished the show, had a little walk, and then we were like, "Shall we play some 2K?" So we put on some 2K19. 2K19, not 20. We're playing away. And then suddenly the Twitch stream, and this is a, a reason why you should join our Twitch streams, started blowing up. The chat went crazy. It you started mean the off, chat went fire? The chat went fire. It started off just like you, me, and Eric Marcotte in the room. <laughs> and I, I thought we were being attacked by bots, but it was a raid. We were being raided by Thea Trinidad. Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega, our new best friend. Yeah, we're best friends. She came in. She had a little chat with us. She joined our chat, and then we uh, we were having a match, a four-way Iron Man match, that mm. we were now telling... We were going off on these new people who don't know who we were. They're like, we created this Iron Man yeah. four-way <laughs> match. But then we decided to not only download a Zelina Vega, but then put her in a match against... Trish Stratus, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane in a fatal four-way Iron Man woman's match. And embarrassingly, she isn't in the game. She's only in the game yeah. as a manager, so we had to quickly download her. Yeah, and but she she stuck around. She watched, and of course, you know, we had to ask her about Gargano versus Almas. Oh yes, and chill. And she uh, she said that it was a, a real good, good match, good good time in her life. Yeah. A good thing that she she loved that 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 match and loved that time. So uh, we just we just have all the best friends on this show. Johnny Gargano. Yeah, Thea Trinidad. We just need to get Andrade and Candice. And then, and then we've got that everyone match. Everyone in we've that got, match? Yeah. Wow. The ref. We'll get the ref. Who wow. was the ref? Is it Drake? Yeah, maybe not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just Johnny and... And then we went on to... We signed up to Stardom. And we did. started watching a bunch of Stardom matches. And I want to say my new best match of 2020 is Kairi Hojo versus Io Shirai from 2016. It's the best match I've watched this year. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, we we took upon ourselves to listen to John Pollock, who told us that Stardom put on a pretty good year. And we we you were, we were subscribed. We watched some this yeah. year. Maybe the beginning of the pandemic. So the Cinderella tournament. Yeah, we kind of we kind of had a few days where we just watched it. But then uh, we re signed up, and then we watched some of the the stuff from this year, which was just amazing. Was it May May? It, May we were talking. Yeah, yeah. That match was crazy. Um, but. Uh, we watched some Stardom. We w- went live on Twitch. We should go live on Twitch and watch Stardom. Yeah, we should. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we had... Wow, what a wild night. It was wild. It was wild. Uh, before more NXT, we had uh, Christmas. We got to celebrate Christmas. We had Christmas, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, you got me this great white claw hoodie. Oh, yeah. We've upped our gear. I got you a mic. I, yes. And a very nice mic. one. Yeah. You're a professional now. Mm-hmm. You can put that on your Tinder. Professional podcaster. Professional podcaster. <laughs> Maybe you write Patreon creator. I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> Would you swipe right to pro- professional podcaster out there, ladies? It's specific to what it is. It's true. Patreon creator. That sounds even more. People, obscure. but then they go, "What does that mean? What is? Uh, what does that mean, Sir Davy?" And then they, you got to tell them, and then you go, "What do you do for dates, though? Go for walks." <laughs> 
Chance <laughs> someone who rides for TTC at the moment. I think I'm just. Um, she rides for TTC. She's like a bus driver. I'm not. I'm not into it. You're not into bus drivers. I, like bus drivers, fine. Yeah. Just no. Not into this bus driver. Oh, okay. Gotcha. She doesn't drive your bus. No. Yeah. yeah. No stops along the way. Uh, we had Christmas, um, and then we we kind of had our own little like karaoke night. We did. We have LED lights all over the BD because mm-hmm. obviously we like colorful things. We uh, hyped up the karaoke mics. We sang some Celine. Some Celine, some meat. Some beat. Uh, sorry, what did we. Some meat like Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Oh, yeah. Hercules soundtrack. Michael Bolton. Yeah. Underrated song. Yeah, we had a wild Christmas. Just all the belters. We had a lot of food. You made a duck. Made a duck and a ham. You, it, we got wild. Oh, yeah. Brownies. Yeah. We, we went hard for Christmas. We couldn't see our families, so we decided to cook everything and be our own family. Yes. And that's, yeah. that's the way. It was. It, it came and went. <laughs> it came and went, and hopefully it will be a bit better next year. Last Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe next year you'll be able to see your families and stuff. Yes. Everyone out there. But we hope you had nice. happy holidays and such. We're recording this Wednesday the 30th, which means the next time we talk to you next week, it'll already be a brand new year. Yeah. And what a great time that would be to uh, sign up at patreon.com slash up next. Oh, yes. Because $5 a month North American tier gets you access to the shows that all the shows that are in the back catalog, including all the stuff we did this December, including best match ever, best of 2020. Part one is already out. Part two will be out next week talking about the top five. We already did 10 to six. Now we're doing five to one, baby. Five to it. one. And uh, that's a, a awesome show that we're super excited to do. You get that show if you sign up. Uh, we did some Christmas movie reviews. Black Christmas, Krampus. That's another one. We do Was Next, reviewing old NXT. We're talking about Luke Harper and Brody Lee this week on an episode of Was Next. So uh, very, very strange timing, but that yep. shows up. But yeah. Um, we've got our top five Royal Rumble moments coming up. We have an up yours where we're looking back at Royal Rumble 1995 has been picked. Uh, and of course, the Royal Rumble game and so, so much more. Uh, the schedule will be going up tomorrow. And uh, yeah, lots to look forward to. Yeah. So five bucks a month, North American tier gets you all these shows and everything we've ever done in the back catalog there. So yeah, that, that's what you want to get us for Christmas. You can do that. But maybe you want to get yourself that... That white claw shirt or hoodie that oh, we're, yeah. we're some reason Pro Wrestling Tees put up the black hoodie, but they didn't put up the white one yet. So maybe if you want a black hoodie or the shirt or whatever, go check out the white claw Ralph the Raccoon design. Pro Wrestlingtees.com slash up next. It's for, it's our best seller already. It's already so, our best seller. So get in there. Yeah. Uh yeah, absolutely. Go buy an up next white claw hoodie and go buy a Brody Lee shirt. Absolutely. Please. Yes, thank you for listening and supporting us and all that stuff. We appreciate it. But now we can go into some NXT. Again, we'll do the best and worst after reviewing tonight's episode, which we're jumping into. NXT from December 30th, 2020. We start off with Isaiah Swerve Scott, the new, he's just different, Isaiah Swerve Scott, versus the colossal Bronson Reed. Now, Swerve has this new attitude, and he swears it's going to take him to the top. He wants to be Cruiserweight Champion, and he'll do anything to get there. But to get there, he's got to beat a guy who is definitely not a Cruiserweight. But kind of moves like one sometimes. Bronson Reed. Bronson and Swerve tie it up, and it's Swerve who keeps trying to knock the big man down. But Reed does this, like, roll-through 
senton atomico type thing you know when a he guy kind of did a forward roll on him didn't yeah he? when a guy like does the drop down and the other guy like rolls over yeah. him and they get to their feet like when you start a match and you're running the ropes essentially reed just does it onto him and he's like whoopsie but like on purpose great great little spot there and then does a stan hansen type shoulder block off the apron to the outside and swerve sells like the rock flopping around uh, Swerve in the ring decides to chop block Reed into the left knee and then hits him with that drive-by kick for a two-count. Swerve is up on the top but backflips, hits an enzigiri, and then a flatliner to Bronson. And then he continues to work the left knees, like beating down on it, knee breakers, all that kind of stuff. Reed at one point is about to get sunset flipped but then just decides to drop down and sit on him. Yep. Just a classic sitting on him here. Uh, there's then this like spin out choke slam, almost like a Uranagi type move from Bronson, which is just crazy. And then he goes up top, hits the tsunami splash off the top, and Bronson Reed pins Swerve Scott. Not a bad little match to start. I I like both these guys. Um, I'm I'm glad we've got Bronson Reed back. He he had a bit of time off, and they they're giving him some some wins under his belt before I imagine they're gonna push him a little further up the card i found swerve maybe a strange choice for this match because they i feel like they've only just debuted his new character what last week the week before and maybe taking a loss right here isn't the best time when you're trying to build that him and jake feud up even more um but i enjoyed the match yeah it, it was fine i i I want Bronson Reed to be in a way bigger position in mm. 2021 and Swerve. I like Swerve a lot, but unfortunately, one of these guys had to lose this match. And I think Swerve is in the midst of this heel turn type thing. But maybe Reed kind of goes gets gets the rub. I think he needs to get the push. Yeah, for, I do. I, yeah. I just wouldn't have put Swerve in that spot. I'd have yeah, it's kind of weird. Because it, it, it's just, if he was more solidified as a heel, I just feel that turn has only just happened and it kind of weakens it when you start losing right after a character shift yeah it's it definitely takes the momentum away like you that being said i can't i can't see what who do you who else do you put him up against just unnamed guy he he swerve should be in a match where he wins and bronson should be in a match yeah where that, that's what i mean i'm yeah. trying to think who would you put bronson against instead this week just some random well, we'll enhancement see. talent I see Reed maybe going towards North American title picture in the near future. I think so. Him and Johnny down the line. Yeah. Well, we cut to commentary. Vic Joseph and uh, Wade Barrett, uh, they they both clearly did get the memo because they're wearing matching blue suits. Yes. It looked very odd. Like, one of them should have changed. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it looked nice. <laughs> it was too... They looked like the twins from The the, the Shining. Like, they looked exactly alike. I'm like, that's weird. That like, I quite like a blue suit. It looked... I'm not dissing the blue suit, but it just... I'm it, looking forward to having an opportunity to wear a suit. Wear a suit? Again. for yeah. a while. Well, Why would you wear a suit? Because you can't go to weddings. Well, yeah, do that's weddings. what I'm saying. I'm looking yeah. forward to being able to go to a to wedding. To go out and flash up? Yeah. Next time you suit go... Up. To like the laundromat or something just suit up just suit up yeah sure why, why not it'll be legendary we have william regal who throughout the night we're going to be in they, they are going to be announcing their nxt awards throughout the night and they are giving one away right now which is the breakout star of the year and the winner of this is shotzi blackheart who they play a little video for and then cut to her in like some backyard at like some sort of bonfire in her 
Monster Squad Stephen King Rules t-shirt. I marked out. I love it. And she's cutting a promo in front of a fire. It's lit. She says, 2020's been a wild year. But my dad always taught me to be badass. Because she was raised by her dad. Raised by my dad. I don't know if you know that or not. She says, but 2021, I'm going to be TCB. Taking care of business. As she howls to the moon. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I thought this was the right choice for Breakout Star. But actually, when you look at the the people in the category, you go, yeah, we, we've had quite a good year, year of new talent coming in. You've got... Pat McAfee, Damien Priest, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, Timothy Thatcher, Raquel Gonzalez, Santos Escobar, and Ilya Dragunov. Um, all of them are heavily featured. I mean, not Dragunov because he's UK, but everyone else seems pretty heavily featured every week. So uh, maybe it was quite a good year for new talent in NXT. Yeah, who do we? Yeah, I mean, out of all of them, I, I thought Shotzi had a really good year from not even just wrestling, but like the hosting thing. I, I the think character. Shotzi was the right choice. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, well, Shotzi gets that award, and we'll see some more later. We see The Way, Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Austin Theory, and Indy Hartwell. No neck brace. Her neck is feeling better. They're walking around the back area of the CWC here. It reminded me of the Scooby Squad. And they see a black cat. Oh. Inside the hallways here, there's a black cat. And Johnny starts to freak out. He goes, you know I hate cats, and especially a black cat, because it's bad luck. Bad luck to cross a black cat. And they run away, and he's furious, and Candace is like, oh, damn it, Johnny, sorry. He's, he's upset because it's bad luck, because he's got a match tonight in the main event for the North American title. And we all know about the curse. He's cursed, yeah. He's cursed. Every time he defends the title, he loses it on the first defense. Well, he won the title back, so technically tonight is the first offense. Will the curse be broken? More on that later. Maybe we'll go into the... Yeah, sure. We'll go into Johnny when we kind of get into the next Our one. weekly Johnny rant. Yeah, yeah. Remember when he was champ? Mm. Breeze Ango is in the ring, and so is the grizzled young veterans. So let me get this straight. Two tag teams come down to the ring, but instead of getting an entrance... Either of those, these teams, instead of getting entrance, we see Johnny chasing a cat backstage. Do you need an entrance? <laughs> I needed to see Breezango come dressed out as the grizzled young veterans. Yeah. That's what I... 2020 was full of that, but they didn't do it here. You know, sometimes I don't mind just cutting straight to yeah. the match. Like, just get it going. I want the wrestling. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm not Breezango. Mad, but, <laughs> you know, like. but yeah. So, uh, as this match starts, Breezango and grizzled young vets... The commentary announced that in two weeks' time, it will be the return and the start of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. The tournament tag teams and the winner of that tournament gets a title shot at a takeover. And that's going to be coming back in two weeks. So here we have James Drake, who still looks like he has Charles Manson on his tights to me. Right. I, still, I know it's a picture of himself, of his face, but to me it looks like Charles Manson. Uh, and... He's working down on Tyler Breeze, but then tags in Gibson, who is getting beat up by Breeze here. They go for their slingshot combo, but it's blocked. And then Gibson does this spot where he he drops down on the guy to pin him, whereas usually a heel would grab the ropes. And then mm. like the ref wouldn't kind of see you. But I guess Gibson and Drake are somewhat baby faces. So Gibson drops down. 
And it's just like wiggling around, but he's not grabbing. The ref was like right there as well. So he's like, oh, I can't grab I the ropes. I can't grab the ropes, but it looked like he really wanted to. He's like, no, I'm a good guy now. I can't do yeah. this. It was kind of funny. Uh, there's Fandango. Now they're all on the outside. And Fandango climbs the like scaffolding thing and then does a cross body onto everyone. Really cool spot, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they go to commercial break. But when we come back, it's Gibson in the ring with Fandango. And he's beating him up. He's body slamming him into the bottom rope, which, like, injures the, the leg of him. But eventually, he tags in Breeze, who comes in here. He's on fire. They're hitting topes. They're hitting... Uh, Fandango hits a tope off the apron to Gibson to take him out. But it leaves Breeze and Drake in the ring. And there's, like, a close near fall where you thought for a second Breeze was going to get it and steal it. But not so much. Fandango gets dumped to the outside again, which allows the Grizzled Young Vets to hit the Ticket to Mayhem, the wheelbarrow into the Codebreaker combination, and the Grizzled Young Vets beat Breezango. I thought this was actually pretty entertaining. Um, I The issue is, uh, and it's it's unfortunate really, you, you groan, right? You see Breezango come out and you're like, oh, it's Breezango. Yeah. For so many years, you saw them as just this comedy joke act. That being said, I think think back to some of the matches they've had this year. I think they've been putting on pretty high quality matches, especially on TV. Some really fun stuff, taking a few risks like uh, Fandango's crazy dive. I think they've been quietly entertaining this year. It's just I don't think that stink will ever go. And I think that's really unfortunate for them. That's how I feel about them. I, I feel that pretty much about the entire NXT tag division right now. I think there are a lot of actually very good teams of good wrestlers, but there there doesn't seem to be those those stars that you had before. Um, when you think of your DIYs, your American Alphas, your um, Undisputed Eras as well, they, they have a bit more of a kind of just star quality about them. Um the actual wrestling for most of these teams is pretty good and pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I, I like Breezango, but they're Breezango. Exactly. So it's exactly. like you, you already like, ah, ugh. They're, but then he's doing dives off things and mm. you're like, ah. I will say throughout this whole year, they're always – there's a lot of people who maybe just listen to us and then watch the takeovers. Mm. And that's cool. I totally understand that. There's a lot of stuff to watch out there. But – those people who don't watch NXT and then hear like, oh, Breezango were the champs for a while. And they go, oh, like, oh, that, that'll put butts in seats. It's mm. like, well, actually, if you watch some of their like, stuff. I can't think of any Breezango match this year where I've gone, that was the ugh, worst. That was bad. Like, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed them all, but they're Breezango, you know? I do think they need a little bit of credit for this this year here in NXT. I think they so, came yeah. down into NXT and, of course, we go, uh But then, like, they, they, they do deliver. So uh, they're a good, like side team here they're a comedy but they can still kind of go so uh they're good to have i would say and i'm interested in seeing where the vets go i'm i'm a big fan of gibson um yeah. i kind of want to see them maybe win this tournament i or could something. see them win i see this being the vehicle to probably debut the rascals of course makes a lot of sense definitely um any other tag teams that could be in there yeah obviously the rascals are going to show up uh there seems to be somewhat Name changes coming soon. Oh, yeah. Some so, trademarks. So we'll see when those trademarks take play, uh, whether it affects Ben Carter, the Rascals, or, I don't know, Xia Li and Boa. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what other tag teams would you think 
being put here. Uh, Lucha House Party, obviously, which we'll get to later. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got Legado del Fantasma. Um, do you see any kind of makeshift teams? Like you had the Bros Awaits last year. Drake you and... Had, uh, oh, Drake and Dane yeah. will be in it. Um, you've got... Uh, who else is there? Oh, well, a team announces th- themselves into this thing. I guess we can get into that and then continue this yeah. conversation because after this match, um, Ever Rise come out oh yeah on the entrance ramp and they have a referee but it's almost like they dragged the referee out here and she's like what are you doing and they're like hey undisputed era uh sorry uh breezango there's so many tag teams grizzled young vets is whoever eyes are talking about they say hey we're gonna we're, we want to fight you they're like angry but the ref is like kind of not really holding them back and then she goes i don't know why you dragged me out here i don't even want to be here and then it's basically like exposing that they they're actually scared of the grizzled young vets who get out of the ring and go eventually chase Everrise off. But Everrise and the vets are obviously going to have a match in the sometime future. But there's another team that can obviously Ever-Rise. be in this thing. The Young Bucks lights. The Young, young Bucks lights. They, they look, the gear is really similar. Uh, but then right after this is the NXT award for best tag team of the year. And it goes to the Undisputed Era. So we see the era backstage here. Um, other people in this award were Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, Brizango, Imperium, Gallus, and Legado del Fantasma. This to me just felt like, oh, we'll just give it to Meryl Streep. You know, <laughs> like it's one of the other cat- actors this year. No, just give it to Meryl. You mean give it to Gallus? <laughs> if it was that case. It just, uh, what? What? Does, how does that make sense? No, like just, just give it to Gallus. They, they need something. No, you're comparing Gallus to Meryl Streep? Yeah, yeah. You're wrong. You're, no. you're, you're butchering my analogy here, just to be funny. And it no, wasn't, Braden. I, I just think Gallus should have won the award. No. Yeah. All what? right. They're the best. Is Dave Mastiff so, so, in Gallus? Tell me your favorite Gallus match from Dave Mastiff, year. is he in it? No. <laughs> um, yeah, weird one. I, I don't think there are any real tag matches that stand out this year, apart from right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about our picks. Yeah, we've for got our picks. picks okay. We have our best and worst, and we'll go through them, but... Yeah, Undisputed Era win. I, that's the pick. Yeah. I mean, what, this year was kind of broken up, right? But here is it gets a little interesting because Adam Cole says, yeah, we we won the best tag team of the year. And we're going to do it again. We're going to be the best team. However, entering into the Dusty Cup is going to be Undisputed Era. But it will be Roderick Strong and Adam Cole as the tag team answering that question we've had for a little while now. Mm. Like, hey, maybe Cole's going to take a step back and and let Kyle jump in. Do you see this as um, a way to maybe start a breakup story? Because you've got Roddy... Uh, sorry, you've got Bobby just stood there. Like, it, it makes sense why Kyle's not going into this, but um, I don't know. I feel like we're going in that direction again, maybe. With? With UE splitting up. Or going into pairs. We say that every... Yeah, I know. I know we do. <laughs> but it, it seems like a way to do it. You've got Kyle going singles, trying to get that yeah. title. Bobby is just there. Like, what's Bobby doing? Just Poor Bobby. He's going on Facebook too much, I think. We go to Zia Lee and Boa. Another one of these videos. And we see them practicing with like what look like swords mm-hmm. and a bow staff. And we see Boa training it's all black dark gym xia training but this time 
they're killers. They're all made up as well. Like, like um, look proper. Like Zai is wearing makeup now. Uh, they're not looking sweaty and dirty and bloody. They, yeah. they look like strong. They've been training and now they yeah. can handle the pain and they can, they can do anything. It's like MMA boxing style here. And then, and then it cuts to after all the action shots of them practicing and killing. It cuts to them now. They're in their like, their, their geese, I guess you could say. And the master, the old man is there, but then the master, the hooded figure points to them. So the old guy marks their, their faces on their foreheads. And then, like, a, a door opens in the back corner of this room and a light leaks in. And then the, the hooded figure, like, seems to leave as they all follow suit. And then the graphic says, next week. Yeah. So, they're complete. They're trained. The Zayali Boa story. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens next week. Um yeah, uh, I think this is very exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lee, I think they've built this up perfectly. And do we start the year with it just bombing? That's what I'm... But as far as 2020 goes, the year 2020, this story's been fantastic. Yeah, it's been a story going on that's uh, interesting, to say the least. But next week, we're going to see what happens. It, 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 lo- it looks as if their their master, who we think is Karen Kwan, uh, has some sort of mask here. Like a mm. scary kind of... Yeah, it looks it looks cool. I'm interested in seeing where it goes. They need to just destroy people if yeah. that's the the case. They need to make their their presence known. I guess we'll see next week. Mercedes Martinez. I've got a theory. Oh, which sorry. I'll bring up later. Oh, okay, okay. Theory for later is his name Austin. It is not. Mercedes Martinez comes out, and I realize that her music kind of sounds like "We Will Rock You." Okay. It's just the boom, boom, clap, boom, boom, clap. I'm like, all right, it's pretty good. You got out of retribution, but you still have to use this music. I don't know. Yeah. It's an improvement. <laughs> Mercedes Martinez is going up against Valentino Ferraz. Ferros? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, we don't like F-E-R-O-S. The, we don't say jobbers here. We say nope. enhancement talent. And this is one of those cases. Uh, she tries to put up an effort by go- going after Martinez with some strikes and fighting back, which pisses Mercedes off when she hits her with a spine buster. And then she yells at her, who do you think you are? She's just so mean, this Mercedes, this new attitude ever since coming back. She's throwing Valentino around, eventually picks her up with the air raid crash, and Mercedes Martinez wins this match. I'm just really happy to see Mercedes Martinez back in NXT. This was a very fine squash match. Not much more to comment on it, but I think she's fantastic, and... I'm looking forward to seeing matches with like her and EO, her and Raquel, her and Rhea. Um, I think she's great. And just what was going on with her and Retribution. So seems like she dodged, dodged a bullet and I'm happy for her. Yeah, she's a great wrestler. Everyone who knows like her stuff on the indies and stuff, when she got signed, everyone just figured she'd be some sort of trainer. But then she showed up on TV and all of us were like, whoa, this is awesome. And then... Pretty soon she was taken away with this retribution, but then now she's back. For now, it's like she's probably not going to be wrestling as long as some of the others there. Just come in, work all the good people, have some killer matches, and then start training or yeah, whatever. sure. Don't uh, be stuck behind a mask I'd breaking like, sets. Yeah, you know? so ridiculous. <laughs> I'd like Molotovs. to see her... I'd like to see her in the program with some people in 21. She's. They seem to be putting a spotlight on her, so that's really cool, and I'm happy for it. It's time for another one of these NXT awards, and 
It's now time for the Female Competitor of the Year. The nominees are Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Kaylee Ray, who, and Tegan Knox. I like how they throw in these NXT UK people. They're just like, and hey, yeah. we'll slide that in there. I mean, Kaylee Ray is like longest champion, isn't she, at the moment? <laughs> yeah, that's sure. She is. You're not wrong. It's just <laughs> like, yeah. So the winner of this is Io Shirai, the women's champ, who sends in a little video here. She's uh, like at home or something, and she says, hey, this division here, this women's division in NXT is so talented. But thank you, NXT Universe, for voting me the best of the best. Arigato. Mm. So Io Shirai, women's competitor of the year. And then we go into Adam Cole because he wins the male competitor of the year. The other people in this are Finn Balor, Cole, Johnny Gargano, Keith Lee, Walter, and Champa. But Adam Cole, male competitor of the year. Yeah, I think I disagree with that. Yeah, what do you think? Would you um, say Finn Balor? It's kind of tough. Of that list, I would go either Keith Lee or Finn Balor. Keith Lee, I think we forget about because he kind of left at the end of the summer or mid-summer. But, yeah. Uh, but he was the first double champion and had those matches against uh, Dijakovic earlier in the year at, um, was it Portland? Had the match against him. Like, there's... Or Finn, he's been champion for a, a well. He was injured, wasn't he? I say he's been champion for a while. Yeah, but to me, it's like yeah, Adam Cole. I think was doing the most because realistically, it's like there was times when Lee wasn't here. There's times when Champa was out. When uh, Gargano wasn't really. I, I don't know. I, guess, I mean, Adam Cole, yeah, has had a lot of big matches this year. But I think I don't know that that Velveteen Dream feud really oh, yeah. brings his stock down Definitely. for me this year because uh, that was not good. Maybe uh, but it was, we'll get into ours. Later. Maybe it was all a ruse because Adam Cole com- grabs his award here. He's here in person because we saw him earlier. And he says, yeah, I had a great year, but Kyle O'Reilly will have an even better 2021. He's hyping up his boy. He's like giving him the shine. He's like, yeah, yeah, I don't care about this. It's all about my boy Kyle. We're going to push him mm-hmm. now from Undisputed Era. So I kind of like that. Or is it foreshadowing a break? I know. <laughs> Every week. Are they breaking up? Are they breaking up? Uh, So we go to an Undisputed Era member, Roderick Strong, who comes to the ring solo. No Undisputed Era here. Roderick Strong taking on Pete Dunne. I was trying to work out as well, looking at his gear, because I know classically we think of UE in the yellow, but at War Games they debuted the red. I was trying to see if I could see the logo on it or not, because this looked kind of more like his old gear before he joined NX, um, Undisputed Era. Roddy? Yeah, I'm just looking for little clues. So you're saying I didn't, Roddy I, I didn't notice it on his jacket because he wasn't wearing like a UE t-shirt or hoodie. He was wearing his own jacket and I didn't notice the symbol on his trunks. You're thinking Roddy's going to break away? going to break away. What was it you said to me the other day? Was it put your little hat, hat on? Hat. Yeah, yeah. That. Well, at least I'm talking about people in the same fucking company. <laughs> <laughs> You'll eat those words. All right. You will. I'm gonna put, why don't I put money on that? <laughs> well, you could have put time. It's like if you're saying in like 10 years or like... I never said it couldn't happen in 10 years. It could be 20. It could be hitting... But what, what are you saying? It's going to happen this year, your end game? Oh, I don't know if it could happen this year. Okay. No, no. All right. Let's say next year. No, I think next year. Okay. Yeah. No, you mean 2021? <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> 2022. 2022. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen first? Kota Ibushi versus Kenny Omega or the the 
the breaking up of the Undisputed Era? I think uh, I think they're going to do the Undisputed Era breakup. Oh, before. so you're with me now? I'll put my tin foil hat back. Well, on. they got to go to the main. They got to go to the main roster at this. Like looking back for a show where you kind of look back at the year, you go, okay, these guys have been kind of lost. Unless they legit stick to the tag team, and then with Kyle pushing that, I'd much rather see them stay in NXT. Trust me, because mm. these guys fucking leave. What do we have going on in this show? I I think I would like Roddy, Cole, and Bobby to move up. And BUE together. Mm-hmm. And just like you've got Big E on SmackDown, and he's still New Day. He's just yeah. not with them. Have Kyle without the kind of not being in the shadow of Adam Cole and UE all the time. Really break out, have a good year as a singles guy in NXT before he can just go and join him. I, I'd like to see them still remain a unit with like no mm. nasty breakups. I think that's like how I would like to see them. But yeah, I just, my main focus is seeing Kyle break out, which. We'll get more into Roddy versus Pete. And these guys have had some history between each other, considering Roddy turned on him to join Undisputed Era and all these years later. It starts off like we thought it would with crazy technical counters back and forth. Uh, there's this like rope assist into the backbreaker from Roddy. They go to picture in picture, but it's now Dunn who's stomping around on Roddy, Roddy's body all over. When we come back from break, it's Pete Dunn putting Roddy in some sort of headlock. And I know we've made fun of Roddy for his tans in mm-hmm. the past, but that seems so wrong considering he's in the ring with Pete Dunne. It's two very orange blokes. So right I couldn't now. tell whose tanner was getting onto who. Was here. Drake refereeing as well? <laughs> oh, you'd have to close your eyes or squint <laughs> if that was the case. Uh, there's, there's then Pete who does this like double knee drop to the gut of Roddy, which looks great. There's the classic Dunn backflip into the corner, but he runs into a picture-perfect dropkick from Roderick Strong, followed by an angle slam for a two-count. There's the bitter end onto the apron, but it's blocked, and then there's like the half-Nelson into the backbreaker slam onto the apron from Roddy. Look nasty. He gets Pete back into the ring and goes for a tiger driver, but it's countered in midair into an arm triangle from Pete, but then... Roddy counters the counter by lifting him back up into the air, and instead of power bombing him, he power bombs Pete onto his his knee, like right onto like the back backbreaker. of his knee. So it's a backbreaker power bomb, just nasty. However, Pete somehow gets out of this, kicks out, fights back, and starts doing his Pete Dunn stomps, and then another triangle. But as Roddy's trying to get him in the the, the stronghold, and Pete's trying to get him in this triangle, Pete grabs the fingers of Roddy, breaks them. Roddy's like yelling in pain and he's hit with the bitter end and Pete Dunne pins Roderick Strong. Uh, This was great. I I really enjoyed this. Um, Both guys, obviously, you knew they were going to work well together. As soon as this match was announced, you knew it was going to be good. And I I think uh, you said to me as we were watching it, like Roddy's style suits a baby face so much more. Like you watch him, how can you not? How can you not cheer him? Because yeah. his style is so just he's fan friendly. Similarly with Pete Dunne, I feel his style is bullying. It's snapping fingers, stomping on your hands, stuff like that, which isn't really babyface esque, you know. So I, I actually prefer now they kind of moved in the different roles. Um, I thought it worked really well together. Yeah, it's it makes sense when they're in these 
positions now because mm. usually it's it's Roddy being the, the the bad guy. But yeah, but I genuinely was heated when my guy Roddy had to take the pin the the pin the pin clean from Pete here because I think it's the right thing. Though, it is. It feels like Pete is being primed for like a he's moving towards the top of the card now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, I just you know we you know we love Roddy and poor Roddy. He's a, he's just in a tag team. He's the know? workhorse. He's he's in a tag team and it's okay. We still love him. He's one of the best. Uh, we have match of the year NXT award here from NXT. They give their nominees and the nominees here are the fatal four way Ironman match, the Gargano versus Champa one final beat, the Balor O'Reilly title match from takeover 31, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole from the great American bash, the ladder match at, for the North American title at takeover 30, the TLS Halloween Havoc ladder match to Ryan Candice and Dragonov Walter from NXT UK. And the winner goes to Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly from NXT TakeOver 31. And Finn comes out and Regal is there to present one of these bells to Finn and one of the bells to Kyle. And Finn says, I don't want mine. I don't care about it. But here, give me Kyle. I'll go give it to him myself. So he walks over and he's walking to the ring, but he walks by Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn's just walking off this victory and uh, he says, hey, I want this title that you have there. And Finn's like, everyone wants to face the champ. Get in line and just yeah. walks off big times and he's like, get out of here. Get bigger fish to fry. Dunn versus Finn is a match I I think will be fantastic, and yep. I, I'm kind of glad that they're dropping hints for that. That yep. that's the direction they're going, and we we don't normally see that kind of interaction. Someone has just left the ring, kind of in gorilla position, if you will. Yeah. As the other guys coming in, it it seemed more a bit kind of natural rather yeah. than stage. Just like, hey, I want that. You're going out there. I want your belt. And he's like, get out of Fuck here. Fuck off. Piss off. So Finn comes down now to the ring with this title and the the award, but for Kyle, for the best match of the year award here. And he says, Kyle O'Reilly, you proved yourself. You stepped up at TakeOver 31, but why don't you shock the system? Kyle O'Reilly comes out and he says, uh, he's, sorry, Finn goes to give him the award. And he's like, here, take this. I don't need it. Those things are just good for gathering dust. Kyle, it doesn't mean much to me. So Kyle says, well, it might not mean much to you, but it means something to me. It's proof that I do belong here at the top. It it means I belong in title contention. I belong in title matches. I belong in main events. It's basically a participation award, and I've been participating for 15 years. It's time I get the real prize. And in the fight of my life, I came up short. Finn, I respect you, but... I'm going to leave that at home. That says you're number one, and that means I will be number one, and I'm going to prove that Kyle O'Reilly is worth a damn. Great promo from Kyle O'Reilly. Really good. One of the yeah. best ones it he's ever done. Sounded so real, uh, sounded like fired up. I, I really liked it. I Very it believable. Getting rid of the comedy stuff. Yes. Kyle's great at it, but this is a main event scene. This is what you should be doing. I, I, I don't think I like Kyle O'Reilly's comedy as much as other people. I love Kyle in this role. Yeah, Kyle's great at the comedy when he's the background guy and just like the goof in the team. We all love cool Kyle, yeah. but I want killer Kyle. Exactly. This is killer Kyle and this sounded right from the heart from this guy. Um, 
almost felt like a kind of talking smack promo. You know, less scripted, just mm-hmm. like, hey, I've been around 15 years. To the point. It's my time, and this is what I want to do. I really liked it. Finn says, hey, Kyle, that was very nice. But I'm going to do everything in my power to make you suffer. Last time you broke my jaw. So next time I'm going to make you pay. I'm going to drag you around this canvas. You're going to wish you finished what you started. But it actually kind of censored it here. So I'm wondering if Finn said, I'm going to finish what you couldn't fucking. I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, I don't know what he was saying. fucking destroy you. I love it. I loved it. I thought these two did a great job. This is what I like out of my wrestling. I... I like it when it's treated as a, a sport and the stakes are that the, the world title is on the line. So why would you would you pussyfoot around with other stupid shit? In wrestling, it should be considered. These guys should be talking like this all the time. Yeah, and I think this is a feud that didn't... I'm so glad that they didn't come to blows tonight. Yeah. Like, we've seen the match. We were saying last week, it doesn't need a whole lot to to really build it up again. And you've got the kind of... Sorry, Finn, but fortunate element in the story of him breaking his jaw, mm-hmm. um, which can just add that that extra wrinkle to it. Add, you know, Kyle can really fuck up Finn if he wants to, but Finn's also mad about that. He, he lost months of work because because uh, of his jaw, and yeah. he wants he wants Kyle to pay. He should have said, "You broke my jaw, but I will break your spirit." Oh, <laughs> I'll show you you don't belong here. Uh, but they're both. Interrupted because out walks Scarlet and Carrion Cross. Scarlet uh, speaking in some tongue, couldn't understand, but then says, That belongs to us. You two arguing over who's going to be champion at the end of next week. That is irrelevant. Your fate is already sealed. And then Cross says his two words. Doomsday is here. TikTok. But then Damien Priest shows up from behind. A priest out of nowhere just arises. I want the camera to be, like, panned out. Yeah. So you see Damien Priest, just... like, creeping in quietly to surprise from behind. <laughs> I mean, think of all the times The Undertaker did shit back in the day where you, like, you wish you saw. If the anyone... lights just came on and he was halfway under the ring. <laughs> I've seen uh, I've seen The Fiend live a of... And the yeah. fiend, yeah, you could see him scurrying when yeah. the lights go out. Like you, if you, you've oh seen, yeah, see right? Undertaker like, lights yeah. off, lights on. Yeah, right? but yeah, <laughs> Priest is now behind Cross, and they start brawling. And he says, "This is how you step up like a man." And then they start to fight. They fight. They get. They throw each other over the barricade. Here, these are two big lads fighting you now, and they're brawling all over the ringside. They're trashing the joint, as Wade Barrett says, and then they fight onto this like table with all this like electrical gear and stuff. They fall through it, and then Scarlet just sits there and she's just laughing. She's having a ball while her man. She was getting off on it. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Like yeah, breathing very. She heavily. was like really enjoying two large men fighting yeah. in front of her. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame her, but that she's just like. Just sitting there laughing as it fades to black. I I really enjoyed the Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly exchange. I honestly thought Kyle sounded like an actual star, so I fucking loved that. But then it, for it to segue, it already segued from Finn winning the award with Pete to Kyle to Cross to Priest. Like, there's just a little I, too many. I didn't mind it here because it's showing, like, this is the match... Karrion Cross is next in line. He he wants you to know that he does care about the championship, even though he's in a different feud right now. Um, and then the pull apart, like it was, 
I think we needed something to remind us that this match is happening as well, the Damien Priest it's, cross thing. Which is true. I, I actually quite liked it just working in one segment. Because then you just have Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor like, well, the John Travolta yeah. meme, like, Pulp Fiction, like, huh, what, do we, what, do we, what do we do here? I don't know. So Scarlett's just laughing and Cross and Priest will fight next week. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to this show. I think... All the matches look kind of Oh, yeah, for, it. for sure. We did get, just before this segment, a commercial for Fight Pit. Um, and basically, Champa was saying, like, yeah, I beat you before, but that was at a takeover. That's my territory. I want to go to enemy, enemy territory to fight you. I want to fight you in Fight Pit. Um, and Timothy Thatcher's just saying he, he enjoys it. It's fun to him. You can only win by knockout or tap out. This is where my theory comes in. Okay. I think this would be the great debut for Boa. In the fight pit? Yeah. Look, think about all the kind of vignettes we've been having. It kind of lends itself to a fight pit. Okay. And this would be a match I wouldn't be too mad if they did do a screwy finish. Okay. And Boa, or, or after the match, Boa just comes in. I think the visual of this guy kind of re-debuting in this new sort of monster killer fighter with Zaylee with Zaylee Zaylee can come later she can come after the women's after match the women's. And but I think it would look cool just him killing both these guys and we both said after all these vignettes you need to have them at the top of the like near the top of the card they need to seem legitimate otherwise all this is for nothing and I think taking out Champer and Thatcher in a cage is pretty badass yeah uh, I, I'd rather see Zaylee versus Aaliyah in a fight pit but <laughs> That that could that could happen. Maybe maybe uh, Boa lays them both out. That's what I want. He's That's like, what I want. He's just a killer. Um, yeah, I'm interested in seeing where they're slotted in. Are they going to take out multiple people? Do they have a they have an idea of what they're doing? Or are they just here to beat people up and not lose matches? Mm. What they're doing. We also have a video for Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez, and it goes back way back playback because these two were friends when they first were were signed to WWE with the whole PC. There was the Mae Young Classic and such, and it shows that these two had such a, a really close relationship here. They say in this video, and it has videos of them and pictures of them from the past few years, and they said that they were pretty much sisters and that in the PC, we were all we had were each other. And when we would travel on the road with the NXT, you know, Florida Loop, we, uh, we would always get tattoos in different towns and different cities. And one time we even got matching tattoos. And then it shows R&R on that. Not GNR. R&R. R&R. Rest and rehab? Yeah. R&R. Rest and relaxation. Yeah. yeah. Rest and rehab. <laughs> That's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they say that things have changed. Things change and people change. And Rhea says, I, I don't let people in often, but I trusted her and I let her in. And... I needed her, but we were there for each other until she wasn't there for me. She was just there for her ego, and then she she threw it all away. She threw it all in the bin, <laughs> she says. Uh, and next week, I'll show her that I don't need her anymore, and it's the last woman standing. I thought this was great, but it feels like just during the week... They went to the writers and went, did you know we're best friends? And they went, what? And it's like, yeah, we've got matching tattoos yeah, and everything. Friends. We're best friends. Oh, I mean, we could have 
really done with knowing that because that would have really helped your story. Like we could have had that mentioned on commentary a few times that really you were best friends. Yeah, best friends, R&R. Everyone knows us as R&R. It just felt out of nowhere that I mean, it's obviously true, but you just you've been building this story for weeks and weeks and weeks. And this is the first we've heard of it. I felt like it felt like the Cinderella video. They were going like this epic friendship that's fallen apart. You know, the Kenny hangman thing. But it was just, oh, okay. I thought you were just two big women who one's a baby face, one's a heel and you want to fight each other. But really your best friends. Yeah, it's true. Uh, It's very strange that they didn't kind of mention this in the ever past matches. Uh, the, my thing with Rhea Ripley is I always say, even when she's a baby face, she's mean, she's a bully. And here I'm getting those vibes even more. So I think Rhea Ripley has improved in her like promo delivery. Mm. The video here was great. Like you said, it was great. My only issue is still the exact same thing. Cause here she's complaining about Raquel. Oh, we were friends, but then she found a new friend and, uh, she's mean and I don't like her anymore. And she's, she, I'm going to beat her up. And it's, it's like, like, what do you mean? Fight? Wait, you, you went to... <laughs> NXT. Yeah. She was in Evolve. Raquel, like, I mean, Rhea, like, you, you're sounding like the bad guy here. It's like, it's it's kind of backwards. It's kind of like some, I'm thinking of like Mean Girls or something where it's like R- Regina George and, and her friend, she, she tells everyone like, oh, this girl's bad. So they have their bad, bl- yeah. it's like, it's like, wait, Rhea, you're kind of sounding like maybe you were the problem. I feel it's kind of like what I said about Pete Dunne earlier. I just think Rhea Ripley's a natural heel. Yeah. She she wrestles like a bully. Even when she's a babyface, she's bullying her opponents. It just it makes so much more sense her being a heel to me. But I I'm quite looking forward to this match. I thought they killed it in the first one. And now I know that they were best friends, I'm even more invested. It's crazy. R and R. Uh last woman standing match. It's gonna be great. I, I thought this video was really good. It just I did like the end of the video. It said R N R and then one of the lines from the end broke away so it was r v r nice yeah nice rhea ripley raquel gonzalez vr v sure (laughs) r v r all right let's get to the real main event oh yeah of the evening it's legato del fantasma they were robbed of tag team of the year which i they didn't win titles or anything so they weren't really gonna win it and, uh, well, Wild Shirt is on fleek here. Joaquin's wearing, like, a, like, mesh. He's like, I see you, Miro. I see yeah, what you're I wearing. I see what you're wearing on that show. And I'll show you on this show. Uh, and Raul looked fine. But, um, obviously Santos looking fresh in that suit. He's rocked a few times. The, the blue with the, like, mm. I don't know. It's, it looks fresh. Santos says, look around. See where we are. What a year we have had. They can vote all they want, the NXT universe, but we all know it's a sham. We are the best tag team of the year, but we're not here to be popular. We are here to dominate, and that's exactly what I've done. William Regal, he keeps trying to find me a challenger, but no one can touch me. I'm I'm undefeatable. You, You can't beat me. I'm unbeatable. He says, no one on this earth in 2020 could do it. And in 2021, this is going to continue because I know exactly what we are going to do. Gentlemen, our, and he's interrupted by Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. (laughs) It's the Lucha house party. Holy shit. Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik come out 
And who knew Lince Dorado was such a firecracker on the mic? Oh, yeah. He comes out and he's like, whoa, 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 pedal. I'm like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> I miss people saying that in wrestling. He goes, we got a question for you, S.A. You really think you own Lucha Libre? You, you, you own that? Well, you bugging, bro. Lucha Libre is for everyone. It's for the people. And Raul was like... It's for you, Raiden. It's, it's for, for me. Lucha is for everyone. for everyone. And Raul Mendoza is so upset here. He's like, oh... No, it's uh, not. It's, it's just not. for me. It's just for me. <laughs> he, Lince, and Lince continues here. So we're going to show you it's Lucha time. <laughs> jump into the ring. They chase off the tag team. Take them out. They're going after Santos, who like distracts them. Drake comes into the ring. He was borrowing some yeah. of Pete's tanner. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We this, gotta have a match. We gotta make guys. this a match. We gotta have, everyone wants to see this. So, Lucha House Party, Grand Metalik, and Lince Dorado versus Legado del Fantasma. Yeah. Um, I have been a fan of Santos promos in the past. I didn't particularly like this one. It felt very labored, very slow. You just were like, okay, get to the point. Get to the point. What are you getting at? Um, but yeah, Lince Dorado with a bit of a dark horse of a promo. There. Yeah, what it just the sounded hell? great. Sounded so confident and so good. Was got to the point. Yeah, Lucha's for everyone. It's Lucha time. He's Let's like, do it. You guys don't own Lucha. We all do. It's for yeah. the people. So this match starts off here. Lucha Libre action, and you know I love Lucha. I'm Lucha Libre. Yeah. I love Lucha. But also, where's Kurt Stallion? <laughs> Fuck him. Who cares? <laughs> You got Luch- He's you- number one contender. I feel bad for the guy, but once you throw a Lucha House Party in front of me, I'm like, all right, I'm more interested now. <laughs> We're one step closer to that Grand Metal Elite Chronicle. I want a Lince Dorado one now. I want both of them. Oh, you can't. Come on. You're being greedy now. I don't know. It's- I just want Kenny versus Coda <laughs> and a Grand Metal League Chronicle. That's all I want. <laughs> I- now I want it with Lince, too, because after watching this, man, it's-, it's hot. So this match starts off here. We get uh, like a double drop kick and then like double suicide dives. There's double rope jumps and tilt a whirls. Grand Metalik is insane. I don't know if I've ever seen Liv Morgan do a double rope jump and then into a Hurricane Rana, but. Well, you, you don't watch Raw. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch, watch Smackdown, whatever she's on. <laughs> Was she the one lit on fire? No, that no, was maybe else. Alexa Bliss. Yeah, someone else. <laughs> Uh, there's Grand Metalik just running shit here, and they mentioned that he's got a victory over the Miz, and Wade Barrett on commentary is like, everybody's beaten the Miz. <laughs> Lince Dorado does this, like, beautiful springboard moonsault to a standing opponent of Raul for a two count. Then the king of the ropes, Grand Metalik, is in here. He's doing crazy stuff. I'm talking about, like, I know they say the king of the ropes, but he can, like, walk and, like turn sideways while he's doing moves and stuff like that. It's just insane. It's very different from what other people do in the style of like springboards and and stuff like that. But there's like Rana's and splash combos, but wild in the nick of time breaks up the the count there. There's then a a move where I think it's Joaquin's on the, the apron. Gramatelic in the ring runs. Lince helps him fly in the air over the top rope to then hurricane Rana, Wild into the outside. Like, just insane. This was crazy. Uh, then there's a Poison Rana, a Reverse Harkon Rana, Frankenstein, or whatever you want to call it, from Lince Dorado. And then tags back in Grand Metalik, who does the the rope spinning thing, the rope jumping into a flying elbow drop, and gets the win. Lucha House Party win here on NXT. 
I thought this was a great little match. This was um, crazy. Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado, you kind of forget that they're, you know, really, really good. And once in a while they show it. Uh, it was, was it last year's Elimination Chamber that they were in? And everyone crazy. was like, whoa, these guys are insane. Yeah. Obviously, you watch the Cruiserweight Classic from all those years ago as well. Uh, these guys are great. Uh, I hope these guys are here. Can we keep them? To stay. Can we have them? Michael Paul, can we keep them, please? Yeah. Please? I wonder if um, they're trying to build interest maybe in NXT for the kind of luchadors before we have NXT Italy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... No, but in yeah. serious, yeah. If NXT, NXT Mexico is going to become a thing, maybe start trialling it on NXT and having a lot more luchadors and lucha matches. Um, so then there's an audience that you could maybe move some of these guys. I will always say that World Wrestling Entertainment is called World Wrestling. And I love the fact that they, they do have people from all over the world and sometimes they don't really handle it very well. So mm-hmm. when you see someone like an Io Shirai become like a main attraction, I think that's just something that's so fantastic. When I see someone like Rey Mysterio who was like became the champion and stuff like that, it's, it's great. To, I, I love watching that, especially when, when wrestling different places is so different and Grand Metalik, Lucha Libre comparing to like, I don't know, like a, a British style of wrestling, right? Like when they come together, there's so much, oh, yeah. so much excitement and, and color and brightness and, and, and seeing just two guys who are like luchadors who have just been fucking jobbers on Raw and SmackDown and 205 and stuff. I, I think NXT usually have handled that well. And that's why champions like Io Shirai, Asuka, Nakamura did. I mean, Asuka's killing it now on the main roster, but they they knew what to do with them. They knew how to have them say very little and get a point across or have a cool video package or something. And it it shows that you can showcase all these different talents without having to be... I mean, these these guys speak English anyway. Their you know? promo is great. Um, but yeah, you're right. It gives that different flavour. And whereas these guys will just come out on Raw or SmackDown and it's... oh. These guys just love having fun. They love having they fun. They love having fun. And it's no Here they came out and said, like, hey. we're defending Lucha Libre. Yeah. And we want to ha- we want to go Lucha Libre on your ass. This was a sleeper hit. I wasn't expecting this. And obviously they listened to us. Obviously. We did a, a Triple Mania show. They're like, huh, these guys need more loot. They like the Lucha stuff. Maybe we should put that on TV. You know what else WWE needs more of? Like uh, British Canadian podcasters yeah. doing stuff, getting paid loads. <laughs> To cover it. To do it remotely. We should. I would say we should be Lince Dorado and Grandma Talik's managers, but I don't think they need it. I think Lince oh, can they've talk. They've got Lince. They yeah. got rid of Kalisto. He was the, he was holding them down. <laughs> oh, he's lit too, though. <laughs> All three of these guys are crazy. Uh, Grandma Talik was in the, the Cruiserweight Classic, but then he kind of... He was what, in the final. Yeah, he was he was amazing in that tournament. And then he kind of disappeared. And then he showed up on the main roster and was in this role for the past year. Like the past few years, he's just been doing this. I know the 205 Live and stuff. But uh, I don't know if he's ever actually wrestled in NXT. I think he pretty much bypassed Ooh. that. Uh, yeah, I'm, maybe. I'm not sure. So, I'm not sure. Very interesting. I, I'm, I'm happy to, to see these guys. I, I love like Lucha Libre style and the colorful costumes and, and masks and stuff. But the fact that this match was a cracker. Uh, it was, was good. This is something I do love in NXT. When you, try, you bring in new people, instantly made this like a hot team. These guys could be champions here, essentially, if, if done right. Executive producer John Ceno says he worked house shows, but never on TV. Dorado had two matches on NXT TV. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there one day. They're going to be champions. 
Is it too late to change my my tag team of the year? <laughs> Just from one match. <laughs> lucha, lucha. Uh, so it's lucha time. So uh, <laughs> that was lit. I, I I really enjoyed that, and I think I want to see more of Legado del Fantasma. I think what Santos was getting at is he wants them to all be champions, mm. but we'll see. Austin Theory is backstage because he wins the breakout star of the year, or the future star of the year, sorry. Jake Atlas, Leon Ruff, Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter, Indy Hartwell, Zia Lee, a kid. Uh, sorry, Aof Valkyrie. Aoife. Aoife yeah, Valkyrie. I think, I think Regal messed up. I, okay. I'm pretty sure that's pronounced Aoife. And Pretty Deadly, this tag team. I'm, I just like the way that they're pretty and they're deadly. <laughs> I've watched them a little bit. They're really funny. Uh, but Austin Theory wins break... Sorry, future star award here and Austin Theory comes out and he says there's a little funny thing backstage where Indy's sulking because she's on the short list as well and doesn't win so Candice and Johnny make him share it with her it's like it's both of yours it's both you share it you share it they're the parents in this they are yeah in this group and they give the bell award to Austin who's gonna share it and he's like I've truly found the way and uh Johnny gives him he's he's still got his protein Mm. his his the way protein and johnny's like yeah yeah you're gonna do it you're you're great and austin's tells johnny and tonight johnny you're gonna break that curse and johnny and candace freak out they're like don't say the c word the curse no and he throws the protein powder away and then there's like this delayed sound effect of glass breaking terrible sound effect I mentioned Scooby-Doo earlier. I'm complete same vibes it's like what but they're real people and cartoony like it's wrestling; they always break shit. Yeah, you couldn't break a mirror. Did they suddenly get really scared about actually breaking a mirror? It follows them. They go over to see it, and he's like, "Oh!" And they go over, and it's just some mirror that broke. But yeah. the thing is, like, don't break, don't break, don't break a mirror. Bad luck. Yeah, is it seven years? Seven years. Where's what are some other bad luck things here? Because he um, also then, as he's furious about this, storms off for his match, but he walks under a ladder. Yeah, and Candice is like, is "Austin, that, don't tell him." If you cheer someone, this is like a. Like a German Austrian thing, and yeah. probably elsewhere. Yeah. If you cheer someone and don't look at them in the eyes, uh, I believe it's bad sex for five years. Sorry, if I don't cheers you, if you don't look at someone's eyes, and when yeah. you think about it, it's like, yeah, why you should look at someone yeah, in the eyes when if you're cheers. cheersing them. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of rude if you yeah, cheers whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad sex for wow. like five years or something. I'm, I'm just been happy. I've been cheersing people right all I know. this time. <laughs> but it's funny because you go cheers and then it's eyes, eyes. Everyone's so nervous. Uh, if you step on a crack, you break your mother's back. Yeah. Black cats, obviously very unlucky. The number 13, mm-hmm. which is very unlucky. I have it tattooed on me. Um, yeah, what else? I don't 2020. know. 2020 was fucking <laughs> bad. Yeah, that was some bad luck. At Up Next Podcast on Twitter. What's uh? What's one of your favorite? What are they called? Curses. Bad curses. Bad luck. Bad luck. Your juju? We want to hear all of it. We we talked about a little bit about the the, the story about Krampus on that Krampus mm. review, and I love getting in the history of where do these things come from? Like oh these, yeah, these ridiculous these things. But bad luck is definitely. It's, some... it's normally just to get kids to behave. Yeah, isn't it? So don't throw things and break mirrors. And where did that cat even come from? Uh, the Dexter Loomis and his. <laughs> These bendy ladies. It's one oh, yeah. of the bendy ladies' at? cats. Where yeah. Can I vote them as future star, the <laughs> breakout star of the year? Uh, so it's time to give away the award for like overall competitors. So they take Adam Cole, they take EO, and then you have to vote on who was the overall star. And it was 
Io Shirai who wins this award in another little short video of her. And she's like, I'm so honored. Thank you very much. Uh, I guess she was like, I'm not coming in for that. <laughs> I'm on Christmas break. No one will ever top Kyrie's acceptance. What did she do in her? She was just like. Super happy. She was started crying. Yeah. She was like, you're making it up. It's not true. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> We've now watched Kyrie versus Io yeah. in that stardom match. And uh, she is a different person in that generation, that era. She's killer. Killer Kyrie. Killer Kyle. We got all the killers. Main event time, Johnny Gargano, Leon Ruff, North American title on the line. The rematch, the curse. It all comes down. Leon Ruff is doing some twists and turns. He's jumping and flying around the ring around Johnny with all these roll-up attempts to try to get a quick near fall. Johnny goes for the slingshot spear, but there's no water in the pool. I miss Marl. There's Arana and arm drags from Ruff, but then Johnny kicks out of another roll-up. There's kip-ups and kicks from Ruff. He's, he's bringing it to Johnny. He's giving him everything. Uh, Leon gets dumped to the floor at one point here. And then he's doing all sorts of like Spider-Man stuff where he's getting, Johnny tries to hit him one way. He jumps to this. He jumps off the apron to the steps to the barricade and back and forth. And he keeps avoiding Johnny here and then hits him with a Huracan Rana off the barricade. Really wild. And Wade Barrett goes, Oh, it looks like the cat did come back because he's pretty much doing cat-like stuff here. Uh, hangman neckbreaker through the ropes while Ruff was trying to get back into the ring and Johnny gets a near fall there. They go to P and P. Johnny's in control and he's kicking him and beating him down. But when we come back, there's like a surfboard type hold. Uh, Ruff comes back with dropkick, enzigiris, and a neckbreaker of his own. And a German suplex sending Johnny into the, the turnbuckle, the bottom turnbuckle. And then runs at him with this like, you know, everyone does the like senton into the, the sitting opponent in the turnbuckle. Ruff does one, but it's like a corkscrew senton. It almost looked like the TV just glitched. It he's did. just running he's just and like, he just flies all over the place <laughs> and hits him. Look nuts. <laughs> it's just crazy. I've been playing. You you let me borrow your the new Tony Hawk remastered. And I fucked around a little bit. And there's a move, a, a special skateboard move you can give your guy where when you go off the half pipe, you just like do a shooting star press. Right. So I just start doing it. And every time I would, the littlest jump and I try to see if I can do you that. You fool every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no, it's not. <laughs> It's not possible, but Leon Ruff could do it. Um, <laughs> Leon Ruff is, is trying to pin Johnny here, but it's again only a two count. He then goes for his like his cutter, os cutter type thing, but eats a super kick and then the lawn dart. A just kidding super kick for a two count again. Johnny hits the Brody Lee lariat and then a power bomb, stacking him up like an accordion. But it's a two count. Gargano has the Gargano escape, but Ruff gets his feet on the ropes. Johnny breaks it at four. There's then Ruff who gets Johnny on the outside and hits this like flying cutter to the outside. This is crazy. Leon Ruff is awesome. Yeah, this was a great little sequence where they're just like popping Leon up into the apron, but he holds on and just a lot of reversals yeah. into this cutter look great. Well, he hits him with that, rolls him into the ring, but it's Johnny who gets up after a, a frog splash from Ruff for a two count. Johnny drops Ruff face first into like the top turnbuckle here and then finally hits him with the one final beat and the curse is broken. Johnny Gargano retains the North American title. Wow. Really good match, I thought. Yeah, I think this will be the best one they've had. Um, it was nice that you didn't really have too much shenanigans going on yeah. for once. Um, yes, really enjoyed this. Leon Ruff's nuts. Some of the stuff he does 
Um, and I think it's good that the curse is kind of put to bed now and we can actually move on with this reign. I wouldn't mind seeing... Because I think it would be a shame for Leon Ruff to kind of just disappear after all this. I wouldn't mind seeing him have a partner for the tag tournament. I think that could be something okay. he'd fit it. Unless Damien he... Priest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of... I mean, you could put him in the cruiserweight division, but Santos has already got his hands full there right now. I think he's had such a good like little run over the last couple of months that it would be a shame if he just starts floating around not really doing anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought this was a great match. I know ever since the Leon Ruff thing, it started off as a joke, but then when you actually get him to in these matches, like they're they're pretty good. I yeah. had a, I, I really went into this being like, oh, I loved Roddy versus Pete Dunne. Nothing's going to top that tonight. And then that Lucha match happened, and then I was like, nothing's topping that. And then I I think I even maybe liked the main event even just a little bit more than everything. I thought, thought it was really good. I know I love Johnny Gargano, and he's the best. And it kind of brings me again to this weird thing where I, 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 we've defended the, the Gargano dinners and the strange things he's been mm. doing in this Christmas thing last week because we know he, he takes anything and he, he runs with it and he makes it, it work. But when it like, it starts, to, it's starting to, to crack me. I think, I think I'm starting to like get rid of this. Like, I know you're, they got the Austin theory is like supposed to be like the bonehead. And then yeah. like they're, they, they got these kids under their wing. I think they, they're, they're working as the kids. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of buy it. Yeah, but it's now. Do you think this is to? It's more to lift up Austin Theory and Indy Hartwell than yeah. it is to prop up Johnny and Candice. Maybe that's what it is. It's kind of their way of giving back. They're trying to get these guys over. I mean, he's yeah. the champ. I, it's just so. yeah, but I mean, you'd expect it would eventually lead to Theory breaking away and challenging Gargano. Is normally where any kind of friendship and wrestling ends up is a breakup, right? So that way would be to kind of make theory a bigger deal, but it's just, it's just frustrating, right? <laughs> Watching these two, because they're so good and it's, it is cartoony. It, it is very childish to me, which I, I don't really enjoy. I yeah. think they're good at it, but it's just, you're better at other stuff. I just, it's, it's almost, I, I like AEW a lot because they maybe aim towards like the kind of smarter fans. I you could say who like maybe a little older, not so much mm. kids, kids. But here it's like they're still. We always say WWEified, and NXT has totally been that. And it feels like a WWE character written and written for. And he they go out and do what's written, and it's just like yeah, you're not like you're bad. And I know some people love the stuff he's been doing, but a lot of people don't like it as well. But when it comes to the actual wrestling, like this dude delivered in this match, this when, match is great. Like, when was the last time with Johnny Gargano, you were apart from the fact it's Johnny Gargano and he puts on good matches? Were you going, oh, I can't wait to see those two go at it? Yeah, you know, even though he's been up against good people, it's been. I'm not getting that feeling of him as a heel where I want to see a babyface kick his ass because I I know he's a good wrestler and I just want to watch him wrestle. And there hasn't been a story that I can take seriously. He's been running around with ghost faces for the last two months. It's silly. And it's like your your best attributes are like your in-ring. And your, the acting in, in, in the in-ring and the selling and the storytelling that you've done in the past is top-notch to me in the world of wrestling. And then now you're like running around because there's a black cat and you hate cats and you hate wheels. And you're giving your boy protein powder. And it's just like, okay, like, why? 
You're, I saw you're you lit. sacrifice yourself to save your partner and get a ladder just drilled into your face. And now it's... You're scared of cats. Like, it's just weird. It's just weird. Uh, I hope one day he, he gets back to that prominent spot. And I feel like they, they probably will get him in that. They'll probably just shoo him back in the no, way they did. Yeah, just have him face Champa. And- Again. <laughs> oh, let's no, not get into that. No. Yeah. Uh, so that was NXT from December 30th, 2020. And I'll say, you know what? Uh, as the last episode of 2020, I thought they went out with a bang. Good. E- yeah, good episode. You've now got the... The Zyron Boa thing we know is coming to a head next week. Um, I actually, all the matches really I, I quite enjoyed apart from, I mean, we had the one sort of squash match with Mercedes Martinez, but I thought all the matches were pretty solid this week and all the segments to kind of build up for New Year's Evil increased my interest in those feuds. So I, I thought it was a thumbs up for me this week. Yeah, thumbs up for me. I'm I'm looking forward to, to next week's uh, show because they built it almost like a great super special. I don't know how they're going to fit all these matches in. Because the show ended tonight with Dexter Loomis now announcing that uh, Grand Metalik versus Santos Escobar is happening. Yes! Um, as well as what have we got? We've got Fight Pit. We've got um, the... Yeah. Raquel, Rhea. Okay, let's go into yeah. this. Let's go into uh, next week's thing. Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor, the rematch. Will someone's job be broken? Mm. What do you think? You think Finn's walking I out? I hope not, no. Um, sorry. I think... <laughs> I, sorry, is Finn retaining is my question. Fuck it. Give it to Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. I want Kyle Start to win. Start the year with something huge. I think Finn is a, is a great champion. I think Finn is great, but... Uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate and say I want Kyle because it's just way more shot. It's way more interesting. But I see Finn retaining and going to the cross program. Mm. That seems likely to. But some point in, in 2021, Kyle O'Reilly is becoming champion. Yeah, That's I what I so. see. Uh, we have last woman standing, Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. Yep. Uh, I think Raquel should win. Therefore, she's beaten Neo. She's beaten Ripley, who's like the other number one contender. Now, give me my shot. Raquel Neo. should win. Yeah. yeah, she won war games. She's on a roll. And please, just have Rhea lose and move up. Yeah. Fight pit, Champa, Thatcher. You think Boa... I think Boa's <laughs> winning this one. <laughs> We're all winning this one if it's a fight pit. I mean, come on. Uh, I think... Uh, I think it should be Thatcher. Thatcher. Yeah. It's his match. It is, and he should be undefeated in this. Tyler Russ going to help him win? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, Karrion Cross versus Damian Priest. I think Cross is winning this Cross one. Cross should Sorry, win that Priest. one. And um, the match that we said. Gramatalik Gra- versus uh, Santos Escobar. I mean, do you even have to ask me? You're, you're going with Gramatalik. Gramatalik. Uh, I feel it has to be Santos. Yeah, it does. It definitely has to be Santos. But uh, I'm going to cheer for Metalik. Yeah. It should be Lince Favorite Dor- wrestler. It should be L- Lince Dorado, <laughs> to be honest, after that great promo. But... New Year's Evil next week is looking great, and uh, we'll be going doing a show on that as well, and we'll be going live after it airs, twitch.tv slash up. Next, that was NXT. Do we have any feedback on that show? Um, we've got one piece, I believe. I know most people would have been watching uh, Brody, Brody Lee, Lee yes. um, show tonight. So okay, We've got go one piece from Mystery. Go for it. Hiya. Not going to talk about too much since most of my focus was on the AEW Brody Lee episode, but I caught bits and pieces of NXT tonight. Io Shirai winning the Women's Award and Overall Competitor of the Year Award was much deserved. Saw this on Twitter. 
Keep Mercedes Martinez as far away from a mic as possible. That little one or two line promo she cut after she won her match tonight was absolutely horrendous. One of the worst I can remember in NXT this year. I'm completely over Karrion Cross. Keep him away from the title scene. His first reign never got off the ground, admittedly, but I can already feel like he definitely should not be champion. He's just not interesting. Honestly, I couldn't keep my focus on anything else on NXT due to the Brody Lee stuff. Yeah, I think that's understandable. Clearly did not watch the Lucha House Party. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you thought. That's what we thought. But now it's time to think back to the whole of 2020, what a year we've had, guys. What a tremendous year in our lives and in pro wrestling. And we're here to talk about the best of the best. It's the best of NXT. And 2020 also sucked. It sucked hard. Yeah. So we're also going to talk about the worst of NXT as voted by you. I guess in 2014... Everyone on earth cheers to everyone and didn't look in the eyes. And then 2020 came and bad luck was like, huh? Fucked up. Yeah, you're going to have a bad year. So this is the best and the worst of NXT from 2021. Let's do the time warp and look back here. Now, we made a list. We've checked it twice. Mm -hmm. I've checked it maybe 0.75. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we have our list and we're going to go through ours. And we're going to talk about some. Where should we start here? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe work our way up. Okay, I'm going to throw one at you and just kind of start these things. And we can kind of... Uh, let's not, because I've okay. got all the votes here. Okay, so okay. you're going to oh, throw you have all votes. over the place. Yeah. We have votes, mm. guys. We have votes. Um, let's start with, who would you like to see move to NXT from Raw or SmackDown? Lucha House Party. <laughs> you're going to say... Lucha uh, House Party. Uh, I think they're already on their way, considering tonight's uh, edition of NXT. But actually, uh, someone that I wrote down was uh, Chad Gable. Okay. Someone that I think had it in American Alpha mm. and then just got fucked over by WWE. And like you said, once you have that name attached to you, Shorty G or whatever the hell they were calling him, it's going to take a lot of people to finally like get back into this guy. But... I remember watching NXT, and when he first came in, I went, oh, this guy's funny. He's really small, but damn, he can wrestle. So he's definitely someone that's... I, I think about, like, where is that guy still hired? Where is that guy? I never think of him as small when he's wrestling. He's not. You he's know? really not. He's, I, I think he's great, and, I, and I, want, I want to see him do more crazy rolling Germans and shit. I want to see him wrestle in NXT. I think that's a great pick. I could totally see him in that North American division like Johnny Gargano Chad Gable that sounds tremendous book it um I'm going for granted one of them is injured right now but someone well a team actually who I think have been just wasted on the main roster and I think the tag division could do with some stars and I think these guys are that I'm gonna say the Viking Raiders oh yeah oh man great let's give them back um, uh, put them in a different company even after yeah. <laughs> this fucking year they've had. Look at the match they had at Takeo- TakeOver New York where we were there against Aleister Black and Ricochet. That match, I I think that's a five-star match. That tag team match. That whole card is crazy. But that match, you watch that and everyone in the building was like clapping because it was all for – it was these guys' send-off essentially. They yeah. were all taken from us. Where the fuck are they now? Oh, all of them. And all four of those guys are stars to me. Yeah. Some can talk and some can't, but they're stars. Viking Raiders come back to NXT and they could be the stars. 
yeah. here. They could. And I think it's a division that needs it. I think the, the singles division's pretty good. Like, you've got a lot of focuses on there yet, whereas I think it's that that needs bolstering. Uh, let's go to what you guys thought. We had votes for Chad Gable, so people got oh, along with you. Okay, yeah. Um, any of the former world champs in NXT, okay. <laughs> Cesaro, he always comes up, up yeah. a lot. Shinsuke Nakamura, Drew Gulak for a fight pit match. Some Drew say. Gulak in a fight pit. Yeah, that would okay. be good. Yeah. Uh, all of Retribution to their original characters. Uh, the Hurt Business as tweeners to take on Undisputed Era, Imperium, and Team Pat throughout the year. But... The winner, who you'd like to see go to NXT, is Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be great. Book it. Book um, it. I, hey, uh, Trish Stratus in that John Pollock Waiting Christmas show mentioned talking to Albert, Matt Bloom. Yeah. In NXT, Trish Stratus versus Io Shirai. Oh, that'd be good. Take my money. Um, I think that kind of naturally goes to who would you like to be called up to the main roster next year to, uh, to take the place of Chad Gable? <laughs> Chad Gable is going to play basketball with the Viking Raiders in yeah. the next team <laughs> next year. Uh, this one, it's it's tough because we were kind of we love to fantasy book uh, just in general. But uh, the Undisputed Era is some team that like would be the hottest thing in wrestling if they were like on a Raw and like being the main guys there essentially. But I feel like it's just not that time right now. And imagine they did go and the shit that's been going out there. They're probably in the Johnny Gargano Champa boat. Like, hey, can we just? Can we just hang out here? Because yeah. this is like artistically fun. It's still WWE, so you're still making some money and good, good money. And like, and hey, even post pandemic, it's I just drive down the road to work on yeah. a Wednesday. Yeah. So I I feel like Undisputed Era should not go up, but if they were to, it would ruin the thing with Kyle, where I think they could make an actual money making star with Kyle O'Reilly, and I think all of them still staying. Is a thing, but I could also see them. Maybe they leave. They, there is a split. Kyle stays here. I, I don't know. But uh, other other things, obviously, Rhea Ripley going to the main roster because there is another person who I think could be champion on mm. any of those shows and some of the fresh matchups there between. But I, I'm going to have to – I know I'm all over the place, but maybe just Rhea. Rhea Ripley. I go with Rhea as well. Yeah. I think, as you said, there, there are lots of interesting – Feud she could have up there. Um, there's the Charlotte, Charlotte match rematch again. I mean, come on. Um, I don't feel Bianca and her really got a good go of it in NXT against each other. I think Bianca would be great. Obviously, Sasha Banks is having just great matches with everyone right now. Bailey, um, I, th- I think she'd help the division. Um, so I'm with you there. Some other votes. People just went for Undisputed Era as a unit and Adam Cole on his own. Yeah, uh, there's there's a few people that obviously. I- I don't really like WWE Raw and, and SmackDown lately, but there's a few people that if they were plucked from here and put into like a SmackDown role, just what would happen is always what you're going to think. But I think Rhea Ripley makes the most sense. Okay, um, let's go to who you think will be signed to NXT from the indies next year. Okay, well, this one... Uh... When I say indies, I also mean, like, <laughs> any other companies. So... The indies are dead! <laughs> yeah, this is a hard one this year. Uh, honestly, I would have said the Rascals. Okay. And they just got signed right. not long ago. That would honestly be my pick, because I, I saw those guys and went, oh, that would fit. Like, they're mm. funny, they can wrestle, they're really good. But then there's really not... There's really not indies this year. Mm. Where are they? Who are they going to sign? Uh, like more announcers, more football players. What are they like? Uh, it's it's a hard one, but I 
They're, yeah, I want to say the Rascals, but they're already fucking signed, so I, I can't think of so any. Yours is the Rascals. <laughs> yeah, but they're already signed. So let's see who's who's been. Shall in I the give ring? you some names from yeah. the, from the forum? Sure, let's hear um, some. So we've got uh, people saying Kenny King, Calvin Tankman, Izzy, as in super fan Izzy. Izzy's going to be signed. Tessa Blanchard, Chris Bay. Uh, are there indies anymore? Someone asked, and someone else said Jay White. I'm not sure what the contract situation is, but uh, I would like to see Jonathan Gresham maybe come into NXT. Yeah, he can fight Chad Gable. Uh, he can fight everyone. Um, I, I think he's someone who could be very good there. Uh, but yeah, Switchblade? Jay White, I totally see in NXT as well. Uh, again, not sure what the deal is with his contract. I mean, he, he might walk out double champ. He might walk out double champ. So uh, Does the, any of them inspire you? Wanting to go Jay White, I feel, would fit WWE, but right now, maybe not. But who am I to say? Jay White. Jay White? Yeah. Okay. And the winner from the forum was Tessa Blanchard. Mm. Sounds, sounds great. Um, I think as we were talking about the indies, indies are often known for their bad ring gear. So this would be a great opportunity to talk about the worst ring gear in NXT. This is a hard one. This is hard because they stepped up their game this year. Some fire ring gear. Well, it's hard because did Nikos Rikos actually wrestle in 2020? I don't think he did. No, no. he didn't. So who the fuck am I supposed to pick? I, d- I don't have... This is the one I do not have a, seg- a-, a pick for because I-, I can't just judge people on what they look. Nothing really stuck out stood out to me this year of looking actually bad. Like what was the gear? I, I I couldn't I couldn't think. So you what what's what abstaining from voting? Is there any from the the forum? Okay, here? from the forum, um, we have anything with Velveteen Dream. I stand corrected. The chat has corrected me, and I'm gonna pick it. Worst gear, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Yeah, okay. I always. Sh- you're right, Frank, in the chat. Yeah, uh, I hated his gear. Mm. Uh, I feel like you look awesome. You're a huge dude. You you're good looking. You're giant. You can wrestle. Why do you always look like you're wearing gear that, like, I made? Like, what? Like, what? It was the hoodies and stuff. It's the it? hoodies and, like, the just, it looks cheap. Like, you got it made from Fabricland or something. Like, get someone to make you some sick gear. And I say this, and he's been wrestling, and his gear's got fucking worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love Keith Lee, but wow. That gear. Thank you. Uh, so, for worst ring gear, people have said Velveteen Dream. Candice, because they aren't a fan of wings. Oh. Um, no. Pete Dunne and his terrible hair and liver failure tan. Jesus. Um, nothing pops out as being blatantly bad, so I'll just say Gallus, so they get associated with the worst some more. Um, I went for Killian Dane. I think you, you don't like up, back hair. You look up and down the roster, I think he's just got... I'm not a fan of jeans, and I'm not a fan of wearing, like your own t-shirt to wrestle in. He wears Kevin, a tool shirt. <laughs> Kevin Owens, I feel, is the only one who can kind of get away with that look. Um, it just doesn't work for me. And I see him come out and I'm just like, ugh, this guy in his jeans. Um, That's fair. But the winner is Velveteen Dream. Wow. I mean, he wears some interesting things. That's for sure. He does yeah. indeed. Yeah. Um, let's go to one of our favorite awards. Um it's called the Raul Mendoza Award. It is, yeah. For Best Enhancement Talent. Um, so a regular featured NXT star who puts on great matches to enhance others' talent. So can I just say Raul Mendoza? <laughs> I mean, he still hasn't won a lot, has he? <laughs> he just had a gimmick change. He lost out of the Lucha House Party yeah. today. So, uh, 
Uh, I don't know. This one's this one's harder because you we've basically seen the same group of people. What consists of enhancement talent is you always lose. So who lost a lot this year? Zia Lee. If I so at the moment with the kind of forum, there's a three way tie. Okay. So how about I read you the nominations okay. and read you the three way tie? Yeah, and you can pick. Let me hear it. Okay, so we've got my choice was Ever Rise. I think they were properly, as we call, jobbers, enhancement yep. talent, and they've really stood out in the last couple of months and been putting on some okay matches on like 205 Live and NXT and have started to form more of a character. So I went with Everize. Uh People went for Aaliyah. We had people go for Mia Yim. Uh, we had Jake Atlas, Cameron Grimes, and Kashida are yeah. all tied at the moment. Yeah, who comes to mind is Cameron Grimes or like Leon Ruff. Mm. But like Cameron Grimes, he's won some. He beat Finn Balor. I'd say Cameron yeah. Grimes because he's lost the majority of his feuds. Like he hasn't been a champion. Um... And he's put on some good matches. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff. That's who okay. I think. He, he won the title, but he's still like the enhancement guy. And like, hey, he made it to Raw and stuff and such. But here at NXT, he's he was a joke. He was a butt of a joke for a little while. But then he had some pretty good matches. So, you know what? I'm giving Le- Leon Ruff deserves to be on this list this year, and I'm picking him. Um, we've also got people in the Twitch stream saying Ashanti the Adonis. Yeah, he was definitely a kind of he's good new new enhancement. But is he the best? Level, but is he the best? <laughs> the Raul Mendoza is he level. Raul Mendoza level. Yeah. Um, let's go for future star who we think will break out in 2021. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one. Obviously. You want to say Kyle O'Reilly because he had such a, a year this year, and that's definitely I th- it's it's kind of it's kind of a cheap answer, but that's definitely what I want. I want my 2021 to be more of this style of NXT with this the, the way he cut his promo tonight is exactly what I want to see in 2021. So I do want to pick Kyle, but I do want to say that there's some other ones. I think Bronson Reed. I think he should be a major key player in the next few years. Uh, I think you mentioned Cameron Grimes. I think Cameron Grimes is being wasted away as some guy who just really hates zombies and stuff. I mean, who doesn't? They're scary, but they're not real. Neither is wrestling. But Cameron Grimes is someone I want to see kind of excel a bit higher in his his status here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm more focused on that that main event scene though. Is definitely like Finn Balor came back to NXT and now he's the champ and like he's running it as as of now. But then the story with Kyle is something that I think. All of us are kind of getting behind, and this this subject is the future star. You could say it's, it doesn't really count because he's been around, but mm. it's almost like he's a different. Well, person. it's breaking out. If you're breaking, he's literally that breaking level, out. Level, yes, that's what level, I mean. Yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna have to stick with that and say so Kyle. Kyle O'Reilly. Okay, yeah. um, I went for Bronson Reed. Um, I think you can see they're starting to treat him as a bit of a bigger deal, like they've given him an awesome entrance video. His gear's slicker. Um, he's having, like, nicknames thrown on him now, like the Colossal and that. Yeah. I can see him holding a title before the end of next year. Um, and I I almost feel it's kind of like the biggie push they've started on SmackDown. You can just feel it happening, that they're starting to get behind this guy. And I think he's really good and, and something a bit different there as well. There is someone I didn't mention that could even take over this pick for me. Mm. Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. Uh, she, she's totally crushed this year. She, she not only had like great matches. 
I'm changing it to that because I'm going to talk about Kyle in a little while. Changing it to Shotzi. Changing it to Shotzi. Uh, okay. I, I'm going to suggest, not suggest, but you ju- just put a, an idea forwards. Okay. She'll win the title and have her own belt. I can see her having her own kind of TCB title belt. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. Which we haven't seen in NXT. Yeah, yeah. It's be- better than the FTW title. Oh, who knows? Just like she had the tank thing. She had the Robert Stone feud. She she feels like a star. And then when I watched Halloween Havoc, I went, wow, this she's amazing. And anyone who's maybe a casual fan watched that and was like, who is this? Mm. Who is this crazy person screaming at me and dressing costume changes and all spooky? She's wild. And I, yeah, yeah, she she's great. And I see her being a champion in the future. Okay, let's go to the forum. And we had uh, other people say Bronson Reed. Other people say Zaya Lee. Uh, Kushida, Shotzi Blackheart, Karrion Cross, Austin Theory, Cameron Grimes, and Eichner and Bartel all got votes. Um, I'm going to make it a two-way tie uh, with our votes between Bronson Reed and Shotzi Blackheart. Do it. Awesome. Sounds good. Now let's talk about the worst call-up to main roster this is always a stacked division <laughs> okay sorry this is worst call up to main roster yes 2021 are you ready for my answer oh yeah all of them oh boy all of them not a single one tell me who's doing good tell me tell me let's think about I the th- fact that you haven't said anyone no i mean <laughs> keith lee although there's the stuff with the music and the gear he beat Randy Orton on pay-per-view and he's challenging the champion for the title next week. Yeah. He went toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar at the Rumble. Like, I think it's... He hasn't been called up too long. So I think they're protecting him and he's had big wins. So I think Keith Lee is someone. It it was kind of baffling with the music change and the gear change, but I think he's on the right trajectory there the rest i mean what retribution um terrible matt riddle matt riddle has been awful um chelsea green is one of the votes which is just unfortunate because obviously she caught up was waiting around for ages and then broke her arm in the match that i mean that just sucks but uh i think i'm gonna go with matt riddle you could say any of those people. And I, I see the chat rooms going, they're mad at me because I said all of them because everyone's saying, what about Keith Lee? His is Sorry, I mentioned his gear. He showed up the same. He left NXT while the iron was hot and then the iron was put out real quick. Mm. And now they're trying to rehab something that ha- we, th- he's been on Raw for how many months now? Like it's been a while yeah, now. So months. yeah, they fucked that up. Sorry, that was not a good call up. It wasn't. I don't like any of the call ups this year. I have not watched a lot of Raw or SmackDown this year because they they did that. It just it doesn't work that that way in wrestling. But yeah, a lot of those call ups were bad. Matt Riddle's really bad. Retribution is the worst shit. Like yeah. it's bad. Re- Retribution won on the yeah one hundred percent. Like it's poor, the worst. Poor fucking Slapjack or whatever the fuck his name is. Because like, dude, <laughs> sorry man, you got the worst part of it. You had to wear that fucking paper plate mask too. Uh, let's do our Mama Mia moment of the year. Yeah. A spot in a match or a closing moment to a show. Some point when you went, Mamma Mia. I'm not going to lie. When Grand Metalik came out tonight, <laughs> that, that, that rung a bell for me. But uh, uh, I'm thinking of more so crazy spots. Obviously, Moro, he's missed 
over this time. Uh, I'd say um, some of the stuff at War Games was pretty crazy. Pat McAfee's debut uh, was also pretty interesting because, like, you'd never seen the guy wrestle. So the fact that he was going in there and doing, like, wrestling moves and, and shit was pretty interesting and pretty, like, whoa, okay, cool. I think a lot of people were high up on that Pat match. But uh, out of, like, crazy stuff... I'm trying to think of more so angles, but the the, the moment I pick is when I saw uh, <laughs> it's torn. So I'm just gonna say Io Shirai because she not only jumped off a fucking house, but she also then did the Sasuke spot with the trash can jumping off the top of a cage. Like, what the fuck, girl? What's wrong with you? What are you doing? And I love it. I love it. I went for the Io Shirai trash can okay, yeah. spot, which was just nuts. <laughs> uh, some other mentions, like it's so hard to remember yeah. things, especially in, in this weird year. But Ruthless Roddy giving Volta the angle slam through the announcer's table at Worlds Collide. Karrion Cross and Scarlet appear in the car after Gargano beats Champa on the 8th of April. Okay. Damien Priest's lower spine landing on the edge of the steel steps. Yeah, I remember that look fucking painful yeah bronson reed diving off a ladder with candace on his back yeah yes. good shout um but the winner unanimously is io shirai doing crazy shit <laughs> <laughs> she's fantastic she gets the mamma mia spots all the time if Mara was calling them because yeah jumping off the top of a cage is crazy but also houses she's great she's great <laughs> so we talked about the mamma mia moment well let's talk about the worst segment Oh uh, God! This was hard. Yeah, and I I think a lot of people seeing the votes, it's kind of accumulative things. So like a lot of people are not a fan of like all the Gargano and yeah uh, Candice segments. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't like just random just people being afraid of Dexter Loomis, Roddy <laughs> and Cameron just being terrified of this blonde man. Yeah. Um, some other mentions we've got. Keith Lee relinquishing the North American title. <laughs> Just being like, yeah, I wanted both titles. Now I'm giving this up. Yeah. Uh, anything with Velveteen Dream. Obviously not uh, not a very popular person with our audience. Um, and Undisputed Era in Therapy. Oh, okay. I'm happy you said that. Uh, I'm mentioning how I'm just doing the circle jerk of Kyle O'Reilly, but I'm a fair, fair broadcaster. And I will say that that was one of my least favorite things this year. It's like, you're so good. You should be killing people. Why are you pretending to be a therapist here and acting all goofy? It's just really ridiculous. Uh, it's a tough one. That's definitely one that I had in my mind that like stood out. Like, you know, there wasn't like terrible segments. But then I think of that heavy pandemic era where it's like it's it was it went to a lot of like pre-taped stuff or edited stuff. One The final beat. Right? Like the match, Johnny Gargano versus Champa one last time. We didn't get to see it at a an arena show. So instead they filmed some like fight in a back ring thing and then they fought on a truck and then didn't do it on a truck. Can I say that? A worst I mean, segment? A match. Yeah. It's is a match. it though? Is it? Yeah, there's it's a ring, there's a pinfall. Like it's a cinema match and it's it wasn't good. Segments like a promo, a vignette, something like that. Uh I, I, I'm sorry, and I know this is going to upset you deeply, but I'm going to have to pick worst segment are those early Zia Lee, like really, like when she when when she was like losing and like up, upset, like the okay. first the first few times was really bad. Like it's like 
looking what they did now, it's like, oh, it, it's good. But the, the, the acting was definitely not. Interesting. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with just people scared of Dexter Loomis. I find it childish. Um, and I, I just see that always being Dexter Loomis's story, right? It's just going to be who's going to be the next chicken shit heel. Scared. To yeah. Scared we had Roddy. And then put on a bad match. Oh, yeah. Roddy with the trunk. Yeah. Oh. That was this year as well. Yeah. It's fuck. like, but you just replace him with Cameron Grimes. It's exactly the okay, same. Okay, no, you're right. That That's way worse than Zazia Lee. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You, I forgot about... I I forgot that Dexter had two feuds that were the exact same. Yeah. And I, his next one's going to be the same. You're scared of me. I'm going to chase you. I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to talk. We're going to have a few matches. We're going to have a strap match, and it's not going to be good. I mean, th- this show tonight ended with Gargano holding his title, and then you pan up to Dexter Loomis. And this whole episode, you've seen Gargano scared of cats. He hates wheels. He doesn't want to walk under lad. Like, that's where they're going. That's what we're going to get. They teased us with a Kushida match a couple of weeks ago. We're going to get just Johnny running away from Dexter fucking Loomis. Yeah, I get... Honestly, yeah, and it's he's not even done it once. He's done it a few yeah. times. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Um, right. The the forum went with just anything with Velveteen Dream. Valid choice okay. as well. Yes. Uh, let's go to the best segment. Yeah. Hey, uh, I really enjoyed the Kyle O'Reilly Finn Balor segment from tonight. Mm, I really thought good. I really thought that was good. Uh, when it comes to to best segment. Uh, what what are some of the ones that? Okay, have yeah, let, out let's to you? let's go to the shortlist. We've got Karrion Cross's debut entrance. We've got the Bros awaits. How much how much fish can Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? This is the best. <laughs> We've got Shotzi eat my tank raised by my dad promo. We've got Team McAfee burn the undisputed era flag and explain their alliance. Uh, Blackpool two match negoci- negotiations. Uh, they say, best contract signing I've ever seen. These were negotiations, not simple, simply signing a contract. Uh, anything with Shotzi, McAfee punting Cole, and UE attacking Imperium in Blackpool. Uh, ooh, that was really cool. Remember that happened this mm. year, technically, too, yeah. when uh, Alexander Wolf got injured in the match. So the match became a two on three, sorry, four on, four on three, three, and they continued to. Put but yeah, on Yui class. ran in at the end of Takeover UK. Yeah, yeah, uh, and attacked him. That was good cross promotion there mm. to try to make people interested in the Undisputed Era and, and NXT UK. Uh, I liked, I liked Matt Riddle's "How much fish could Bobby Fish fry?" Because it's the game so show segment, fucking ridiculous. That. Yeah, it is really ridiculous. Uh, I'm seeing the chat here saying, obviously, I would pick the Io Shirai in her water chambers mm-hmm. promos. Obviously, any of Io Shirai's weird, scary promos are are pretty good. Um, for me, ah, this one's tough because there's a few. Ah, those are all really good. I'm now I'm just thinking of the bad ones. I'm gonna pick something that's a little left field for me. I don't know why, but it's it stuck to my head, and it and you did mention it, and it's when Pat McAfee. Uh, punts adam cole like the first time when they yeah. hits him with it and the way he did it was so proper that you you had to be upset at him and you were like oh but he you did a nice punt there that he is, yeah. but he is a kicker i think that, that was, was the a- first physical thing you saw him do where you go oh they are going to do that match yeah then. i i'm gonna have to say that one it got me it 
I hate when they bring in celebrities and shit for wrestling, but I, I have to say they did the, I didn't know who he was before mm. this. And I thought they did a good job about selling how Adam Cole just died. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick that. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Zia Lee Boa segments. I think yeah. they're great. I love them. Um, you've heard me rave about them enough, so I'm not going to go into them much more. <laughs> uh, but they're fucking great. Uh, we're going to go now to... Oh, Frank in the chat saying, how did we not vote for D- Drake Maverick getting his new contract? Yeah, true. That's true. That was true. pretty wonderful. Wow, that was great. That is so emotional. And look yeah. what he's doing now. Just <laughs> great. That was good. That was a good moment. When I Triple like H that. came out. Yeah. But Frank, why didn't you put that in the forum then? Frank. Yeah, switched. we might. you might have swayed us. Yeah. Um, okay, we go to worst on the mic. I think this might be a clean sweep for me and you. I'm not sure. Oh. But I might change my mind, actually. Oh, okay. I'll pick I'll pick it yeah. for you then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel mean. I don't like doing... I don't like making fun of people on shows. You, you're about to... Is it Ember Moon? It's Ember Moon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I think she's a great wrestler. Just the character is so lost in the woods. The way she talks makes me want to literally change the channel. I'm sorry. I think she's a great wrestler. I think she's got a great look. Just don't... I don't know what's going on. Because she wasn't on the show tonight, I completely forgot about her. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I... I, yeah, it's Ember Moon. For me. <laughs> I, I'll say honorable mention, Pete Dunn. Just like you know how angry that segment made me the other week, um, and it's it was the promo, it was the Pete Dunn promo. It hasn't changed at all in all these years. I can tell you've worked on your body. Can tell you've been working on your tan. You need to work on your promo because it it kind of sucks. But you're right, Ember Moon actually makes me angry when she cuts a promo, whereas Pete Dunn doesn't quite make me angry. Just like, I'm just like, ugh. That's- uh, like Pete Dunn is, yeah, some wrestlers have cut promos like that, but Ember Moon, it's like, it's your some like... It's all over the it's place. It's fake. It's, it's so fake. fake. Like You don't know what her character's meant to be. Yeah. Uh, again, it's been muddy. Like, she was kind of a dick to Tony, so Tony turned, but it, it like... I, I agree. It's Ember Moon. Uh, we had other votes for Tony Storm. We had votes for Keith Lee, for Mackenzie Mitchell, oh. whose job is to be on the mic. Leave Mackenzie alone. Uh, and uh, Velveteen Dream. Of course. Um, I feel there's a lot of just kind of spamming for Velveteen Dream. Here. Yeah. So we, we're going to make it Ember Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ember. I still think you're great, but just, yeah, need to work on that. So that was worst on the mic. Let's go to a best. Let's cheer ourselves up a bit. Let's talk about the best tag team. Let's go there. Honestly, the year is obviously cut into two parts, but right away I thought this this year hasn't really had great tag teams. But the first one that came to mind was the Broserweights mm-hmm. with Riddle and Pete Dunne because the way those two were put together and, and then they had their little run. But they were off TV early on, though. Their vignettes as well were really fun. Um like the trying to get back from where did when they hopped into Triple H's oh, plane. Yeah. They had a lot of silly stuff, but it was working for them way more than Riddle's commentary. Sorry, comedy is working on the main roster. It was definitely working for me when they came out in the Broserweight mobile. Yeah, that was definitely a high point. But they were then gone because of like the pandemic hit, mm. and then it kind of got muddied there. And then Riddle went to go tag team with Jeff Hardy. 
for some reason. Um, but yeah, uh, I really liked it. I thought that was going to go so far. Then Riddle like had to team with Thatcher and then that set, set up that whole thing. It was really good. It was uh, unfortunately cut short. So you can't, I can't really, uh, can I say them? Undisputed Era were here still no, the you, whole you year. You absolutely pick them. They, yeah. they left a big impression. Um, for sure. Yeah, fuck it. The I, I, honestly, Undisputed Era obviously have done crazy stuff this year, being in the war games and stuff. But they win all the time. I'm going to say Broserweights, even if it was only for a short little stint. All right. Um, I went for Undisputed Era. This was really hard. I, as I said earlier in the show, there's lots of good tag teams, but there haven't been those kind of killer matches. But then... We did have Undisputed Era versus Imperium, which was really good. Undisputed Era versus Broseweights, that was really good. And the War Games match, that was really good. So I, that's enough for me to yeah. to keep them again as number one. Uh, you voted. Uh, Danny and Oni got a couple of votes. Eichler and Bartel got a vote. Um, but the winners were a tie between Undisputed Era and the Broseweights. Ah, how much fish could Bali fish fry? Yeah, Bali fish, fish could, could fry, fry fish. fish. Fry fish. Fry fish. fish. <laughs> uh, I guess it makes sense to go to the worst tag team ever. <sighs> yeah, this one's tough because I'm not about to come on this show and say Breezango suck. I'm not. I won't do it. I won't okay. stand for Breezango slander any longer. Yeah, me neither. So that's why I picked Indusheer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Indusheer. Um, they showed up. Did they even have a match? Wasn't wasn't mem- memorable. They showed up, moved around awkwardly, spoilt the finish of the double championship match, and then fucked off. Yeah, and uh, that they haven't been heard since. So, no. so yeah, yeah, yeah. In the for me too. If you remember some that. other nominations: uh, Breezango, you're wrong. Um, Grizzled Young Vets, Ever Rise, Gallus. Um, yeah, so Indusheer won with the audience vote as well. Yeah, uh, they they weren't that great, but you might be seeing them soon. NXT India, they might pop up. Maybe they've been maybe been training. One of the guys, the pitcher, the million dollar arm, million dollar arm. Yeah. Um, let's now go to best female wrestler. Oh, you already know where I'm going with this. I'm going with the NXT Women's Champion. She always gets me high. The genius of the sky. Io Shirai. I like poems. Uh, she's she's just great. She's had a fantastic year. She won the title. She's had she's had the best matches for NXT for me. Like consistent TV battles for me. Like with the Rhea Ripley, you, she defends the title like, like Dakota Kai. She's just had like what John Moxley was doing in AEW. They were doing with Io here. Yeah, that's how I felt about Io Shirai. I thought she had a fantastic year, and I think she's gonna have even more better year in 2021 uh she's someone that i i think is one of the best stars they have just full stop in wwe programming and i i am glued to the tv every time she's on she's just so exciting to watch and so interesting even on today's episode where she just sent in a little thing it was like yeah whatever if she won some award she wasn't there but some of the other promos like in the water tanks and stuff it's great it's really great i'm eo shirai as well um obvious reasons she's just i think it's such a strong division but i feel she is head and shoulders above everyone else there even though the division is so so strong she's just a star yeah um io shirai swept it in the forum uh but honorable mentions to candice LeRae and dakota kai yeah 
Definitely. So that takes us to our worst female wrestler. Um, a bit harder this year, I thought. Yeah. And it, it's difficult because it's NXT and it's developmental. So I always find it crueler picking on a worse wrestler in this than I do in like John Way's show. But we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm always like torn to do this. It's like, oh, I don't want to like rain on someone's parade here. But there's 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 definitely some picks here that you could still say. Mm. Uh, did anyone check? Did did Jessamine Duke have a match in 2020? Not that I'm aware. Okay, all right. She did get a vote anyway. Uh, <laughs> Wait a second, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. Did she even wrestle? <laughs> I don't. Let's. I don't think so. Somewhat, John. Find us out. Uh, gonna go to the Twitch. Um, another one that comes to mind. I know when she she had a few matches. Jesse Kamea. Mm-hmm. But even she's improved from her last like character. Yes. Yeah, I know she had a few kind of very clunky matches, but you could see the improvement for sure. I think I'm going to have to go with... uh, It's tough. Do I have to say Aaliyah? I don't know if I want to pick Aaliyah, but like, I want her to improve, but then like... I think Aaliyah has improved. I think she's improved a lot this year. She's still booked to lose matches, but I think think her ring quality has gone up a lot this year what about Indy Hartwell I mean she had that bad match recently didn't she what was that mess just a week or two ago that was pretty bad yeah um, I think there's something there with Indy I think she can go on to be some I think she can get better but mm. the year she technically had a bad year then in, in the end of the year she joined the Garganos and like next year's gonna look great but wrestling wise yeah she had some some bit of I'm some, gonna need an answer gun to head you must pick <sighs> feel so mean here i'm gonna go with Aaliyah. there you have it brayden harrington thinks Aaliyah is the worst no, female God. wrestler in nxt uh, i'm sorry I'm i actually, love her i'm actually gonna refuse to vote for this one what the- i think it's cruel <laughs> <laughs> um i went with tony storm okay i think she is bang average and has been doing this for a long time i think her promo is pretty bad um and yeah, as someone in the forum says, yeah, maybe someone like Aaliyah is technically worse, but at least I see Aaliyah improving. Tony has had okay at best matches, and her acting in her last UK run was just horrible. Um, yeah. Somewhat, Tony Storm, I definitely was like a pretty big fan of in some of her indie matches, because they were so like Smash Mouth punk style mm. that fit her character and her look. But then now coming to WWE, it's like she's just like kind of toned down, watered down, and it's not changed. Like, not changed. She's changed she's character. plodding as well, just kind of walking around the ring and hitting a move. And I feel like she needs to be motivated to, to do it. I, again, we're, we're, we're being assholes saying who's the worst, but, like, my reason for picking Aaliyah is similar to yours picking Tony is, like, they've been doing... I've been watching them for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and when I think they're getting better and go, oh, that, then something happens, I'm like, oh, that's, like, just not, not, not for me. Not for you. Not for me. Uh, some other votes were Jasmine Duke, Jesse Kamea, Indy Hartwell, Candice LeRae, uh, just thinking heel Candice is no good, and Tony Storm. Uh, the forum voted for both Tony Storm and Indy Hartwell. Um, we're sorry. I feel mean at this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, I'm this. mean. Is it just because it's been a depressing it's year? It's really just mean year. Shitting on people's work. Yeah, horrible. I'm sorry. We it's love you all. Thing. Like We're just trying to make you guys improve. I don't know. Well, let's go to we worst should. male to just soften it and then before talking about the best male 
Worst male wrestler of the year. All right, let's get this off our chest here. Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream, clean sweep. Yeah, um, I don't know if there's the any. The forum voted for Velveteen Dream as well. Yeah. Uh, no one else. No one else got voted worst no, wrestler no, of the year. No, not worth reading. Yeah. Velveteen Dream. Let's go to best male wrestler of the year. Kyle O'Reilly for me. Uh, because that match with Finn obviously like stole the show, for, stole the year of NXT. It made me go, yes, this is what I want out of the wrestling. But he also was in tag team matches and doing Undisputed Era stuff. I, I critique the, the, the therapy stuff, but when I'm talking about wrestling, like the dude has had some, some killer stuff. Even like the l- later part of the year, just recently, like the ladder match with, with Pete, the, the match, the singles match now with Pete, the War Games match. He was match. the star in the War Games yeah, match. Yeah, like, like he it, just... He was the main thing in that. Yeah, it, it really like stepped into next gear, but even before that, he was still wrestling. I know he took a chunk out of the year here because of like COVID and stuff, but yeah. when he finally came back, Cool Kyle came back, we were like excited about it. So yeah, I'm going with Kyle O'Reilly. He's my best wrestler of the year. He's my pick as well. Um, I, I think you often, when doing these categories, you kind of forget tag team wrestlers. So you think, oh, Kyle, yeah, he had that good match against Finn. But as you said, no, you, you had those killer Undisputed Era tag matches, the War Games, the ladder match with Pete. Uh, I'm completely with you. Uh, the forum agree. Kyle O'Reilly is the up next male wrestler of the year. It's it's not so easy because it's like Finn was here. He's the champ. He had some good stuff, but then he was injured. And it's like there's it's just some you could go with Finn as well. The only other person that got votes was Johnny. Yeah. Okay. Which again, he's put on good matches. Yes. It's just the character's been so yeah. confusing. I say as a fan watching Kyle is the character I, I, I like the most. We go to our final two categories and it's best match. So we start with best TV match and then best takeover match. Okay. Let's go into the TV match. Yeah, I think so. Let's because build up. obviously people want to talk about NXT UK because it's everyone's favorite show. <laughs> Where they delivered Walter versus Dragunov in that epic match. It's such a banger. It's technically a TV match. It doesn't look like it's heavily edited. So Dave Meltzer gave it a five-star rating. People love this match. I love this match. It is crazy. They seem to have been giving Dragunov a little bit of the rub pre-pandemic. I think he had a match with Finn that was just crazy. At Bolt's Collide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Walter is someone that I think should be one of the biggest stars in wrestling just full stop there but they killed it however that's nxt uk so beat by default you have to say that match it it's, mm. counts as nxt so walter and Ilya dragunov just had a classic and we've talked about it on the show we've we've brought it up a few times and if you have not watched this match it could possibly be your choice for overall match of all wrestling in 2021 it's just front to back just a, a, a slammer they kill each other in this match and it's great so that that is my pick but i i think we, I want to hear your pick, but I think we should talk about some TV matches. Yeah, I I didn't go to NXT UK because we uh, we don't really cover it. Yeah, we uh, don't. We're, we're up next and we cover NXT and occasionally we'll talk about NXT UK if there's something good. I know some of our listeners were voting for many different NXT UK stars and, yeah. and that's fine, but I love that match. It's one of my favorite matches of the year, but I kind of personally disqualify it from it, my picks yeah for this. it's not a show that we watch like week to week and I, obviously we cherry picked and went out and watched it and like i can't tell you enough it's to, to watch it it's incredible but yeah i want to point out some tv matches that we've watched yeah so we Hit have me. 
Riddle and Dunn versus Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. There you go. Way back in January. Crazy match. Uh, yeah. On, I love on my those guys. birthday. Uh, isn't it Webster who just got jacked? He yeah. decided to just go, I got I to gotta get oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are definitely underrated. They, sh- they should be over here. We have the O'Reilly Dunn ladder match. We have tables, ladders, and scares between EO and Candice. Uh, Volta versus Ilya Dragunov, obviously. Uh, the Candice EO match again. Um, and the Iron Man four-way. Yes, that's that's exactly what comes to my mind. That was my pick. Yeah, uh, I remember really enjoying it. It was it was lovely to see my invention come to light. <laughs> but like, <laughs> for anyone wondering what, for what what you're what what, what you're <laughs> thinking is, yeah, we play two K on Twitch and stuff, but. So long ago, like a year ago, we made the Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match, and we, we do different stipulations within that. So, like, hardcore Iron Man match, etc., etc. False Count Anywhere Iron Man match, but 4-Way. We play that in the video game, and then fast forward months and months and months, and they go, we have this new idea for a match, and it's that match. So we're like, are they listening I to us? So. Like, it, what? It's so weird. Yeah. Suddenly but, Grand Metal League's getting pushed. It's all very, it's very strange. strange. Uh, yeah, I just loved it. It was so different. Um, I also really enjoyed the, um, what was it, the Gauntlet Eliminator match that Kyle won to challenge Finn the first time yeah. round. Just those, when NXT went, look, we're dedicating an hour to this, yeah. and it's going to be some real good wrestling. Uh, they stick out in my head. Um, the the forum, yeah, they all went with Volta Dragunov, which is absolutely fine. I really liked... Uh... Io Shirai, like I mentioned her like title defenses. When she had these like little like title defenses on TV, like constantly. The Sasha match. Sasha match, there you go. That match is incredible. I really liked Io versus Ripley that we saw recently, a few weeks back. I thought that was crazy. Uh some of the TV matches that we get are are insane. And in, yeah, I have to say they, they had a lot of the good ones. Even during like a pandemic era, the TV stuff they put on, some of the t- sometimes some of these matches were were takeover level quality. For sure. Oh, 100%. And yeah. I'm so glad that they've taken these specials that they do on Wednesdays now. Yeah. That we get, and to be honest, we were getting killer main events on NXT before all this as well. Um, it's something they've always been good for. Before we go to the best takeover match, we do have to talk about the worst match. Oh. Do you want me to read some nominations first? Yeah, I have my, I have a, I have a pick and I have an honorable mention. Okay. So I don't know which one is which, though. <laughs> do you want me to read the shortlist first, or do you want to say Why don't yours? you give me your pick? And okay, then my we'll pick go. is Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream in the parking lot match. It's just horrible, and I, I feel this was before... I feel like this was before the speaking out stuff happened. I can't remember, but that aside, personal opinions on the performer aside, yeah, it it's sucks. a shit match. Yeah. And... The whole feud just felt so flat, and it was weird because you've seen both these guys separately kill it in so many matches, and this just the chemistry was not there at all. You had all this this weird build with wasn't it Roddy feuding with Dream, Dream at one point, but it was yeah, it, it was messy, and this match sucked. I agree. It is my pick. Uh, it is so bad. I, I got shudders of looking it up the other day, thinking about it. It was like, worst match. Okay, what was the worst match? And then I went, oh, yeah. Uh, really bad. There's like the cars, everyone. It should have been good, realistically. And it's a title match. Like, there are some nominations of matches that are possibly technically worst, but this is your 
NXT title match at a takeover. That's what made it really shit. It's like, it's Adam Cole. He's one of the best in the world at pro wrestling. And here he is having a stinker with a guy now nobody really wants to mess around with here. No one really wants to watch Velveteen Dream, again, for reasons. But this one sticks out as like a really bad match, like an all-time stinker, for sure. It's just so bad. I do have an honorable mention. Okay. Yeah, it's great. It might be the same as mine. Oh, okay. No, no, go for it. Go for it. My honor... Dream Cole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My honorable mention comes from June 17th edition of NXT featuring Zia Lee versus Aaliyah. No. Yeah, I picked it. Was it bad? Yeah, you want to know what happened in what it? What happened? It's so- Oh, is this the fake bloody face? <laughs> no, that one's after that. Okay. They, that was a different match. Right. This is the rematch because that had happened okay. and they talk about that. I watched this match today. I had to rewatch it. <laughs> This is the match where Robert Stone pukes on Zia Lee's face in the middle of the match. And Aaliyah rolls her up. Well, kind of Sorry, rolls her up. Sorry, how did I not remember that? <laughs> yeah. How do you forget? A guy puking in wow. a match. Yeah. Robert Stone was on a bender because he was down in his luck. He's like hungover, drunk at the show. And he gets up on the apron when Zia Lee has some offense. And he 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 pukes. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Leah rolls her up, but like the, it gets kind of fucked up. But the ref just is like, "I'm counting this," and then it's just a it's a complete mess. But a guy puking in the ring, sorry, that's that's uh, that's got to be mentioned as one of the worst. Yeah, matches. that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I completely forgot. I'm just looking. They're, they've had so many matches together. Another so many. another one. Uh, there was uh, Chelsea Green and Aaliyah. That one was uh, not that great. Yeah. Sorry, no, it's Chelsea, Lee and Chelsea, Chelsea Green, Green. and Lee. Yeah, sorry, yeah. From May 6th. Um, Dexter Loomis versus Roderick Strong. Got some votes. Uh, Indy Hartwell versus Shotzi Blackheart. That was the one recently that yeah. just was a mess. Um, yeah, I, uh, I would also like to, and it's kind of a shame because it, the injury, but if you're talking about disappointments, carrying cross Keith Lee again, it is. It's your your main event on a takeover. takeover for the title, and it really stunk the bed. I thought it, it bombed, but it yeah. obviously because the dude got injured, for sure. and it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it was a main event title match and the debut of this guy, this character, this killer, and it fell flat. It did, yeah, and it, it could potentially not make. I don't know. Watching him tonight on NXT, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Are you the guy? Yeah. We got to see. Sure. Yeah, we're not sure now. The forum voted for Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream in the parking lot brawl. Because if you want to talk about letdowns, Final Beat was a big letdown for me. Yep. Looking back at it in hindsight sure. now, you're like, oh, yeah, there's probably better things you could have done. Uh, but definitely letdown was the Adam Cole. That's That's it, yeah. That's the unanimous decision. That's the unanimous decision. It's got to be. And finally, we go to best takeover match of the year. I think this is going to be very straightforward. After three, one, two, three, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly. Yes, I I agree 100%. This was a a chef's kiss, Mm. if you will. This was a great wrestling match. Finn Balor getting his job busted up. Bleeding all over the place like he's got marbles. He's gargling with marbles. And then got Kyle O'Reilly and his liver getting beat up. It's just a war. I watched it back for our Best Match Ever podcast uh, just the other day. And I'm like, man, this is... Spoilers! (laughs) I'm like, this is a banger. Like, this this is wild that these two got to do it. And I've always been a Finn fan. He's definitely one of the main reasons I got, like, into 
Japanese wrestling and, and stuff. Super hardcore was definitely around when he was Fergal over there. But this was one of my favorite matches that he's done. And then to see Kyle break out as a single star, like, yeah, after watching it, you always watch a match the first time and you get like the excitement, stuff like that. But then when you maybe sometimes go back and watch a match again, you're kind of like, ah, oh, it's good. Or, or sometimes you think it's better. But most of the time you're like, ah, oh, it's good. But, you know, not as good as the first time I watched it or whatever. But this one, I thought like, ah, oh, it's probably not as good as the first time. And then I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh, he just hit him in the liver. Oh, yeah, because he fucking hit him in the liver. And he did, did knee him in the face because he did break his jaw. It's like, no, it's two guys killing each other. And it reminds me of a strong style type match. It's It's got to be a match of the year for NXT. I think it's probably the only NXT match this year that gave me those goosebumps and made me super excited yeah. about watching it and made NXT feel special and what I love about wrestling again. Not saying NXT's been bad this year. It's just a weird tough year to put on like to get those feelings and uh yeah it, it's such a wonderful match i can't wait for the rematch next week uh think they're gonna kill it once again uh there were some honorable mentions from the forum um which were the undisputed era versus imperium match at world's collide uh that match is crazy considering really the good. guy gets injured yeah. and then they go fuck we got to redo this whole thing and i know imperium were in the match and walter's amazing but roger strong man is just goes nope I, he pulls up his calvins he's like yeah. i got this i got this i can do this and yeah. then just puts the match together like dude that was insane yeah f- i forgot about that one uh t- i think finn balor fought uh Ilya dragonoff Right? On that show, yeah. When did he fight Finn ba- uh, Johnny Gargano? Was that this year that too? That was um, late Takeover Portland. Yeah, was that there you go. That's another match that was pretty good. Um, oh, uh, I know people liked. Uh, was it Tyler? Tyler Bate. Tyler Bates. Sorry, Tyler Bate. Yeah, I haven't seen him in so long. I forgot <laughs> him. Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. That was a great match. A Takeover uh, Blackpool, I think. Uh, there was, yeah, people in the chat right now are saying Portland was a pretty good, uh, yeah, we, takeover. we, I just forgot to put, um, best takeover in this year, but, um, that was my pick for, you had Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox in the street fight, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, the Bros Awaits versus the Undisputed Era, and Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, that was, that was the best takeover. Yeah, that was an year, awesome takeover. Yeah, looking back now, that was pretty good, so... Uh, I'd say that one as well. Or maybe the last one too. But I liked how they went with some of the creative things like In Your House and, mm. and like the Halloween Havoc TV special and stuff. But but yeah. But yeah. All right. Wow. And just just put it out there. Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole did get a vote. <laughs> and that wraps us up for another wow. year of Up Next. Best Watch Along 2020. Best what was that? Watch Along. What was that? Oh, boy. WrestleMania? Uh... Triple Mania. SummerSlam was our most watched one. And then Slammiversary was just behind that. Right. Weirdly. Rumble was fun. Rumble was fun. Yeah, they all blur together. I think think the Boneyard WrestleMania. WrestleMania probably was pretty fun. Yeah, or Triple Mania. And that's perfect time before we get out of here uh, to say we are doing some kind of watch along for New Year's Evil. It will be similar to the Halloween Havoc thing. We'll get the Zoom up for all patrons so you can you can join in the zoom chat and chat with each other while it won't be quite like the pay-per-view ones because we do have to pay attention because we do the show but we'll dip in and out throughout the watch along uh so we'll set that up for you 
guys next week. Oh, obviously the Halloween Havoc one was in costumes. Oh, the costumes. So that has to be the yeah. best one. Yeah, that Absolutely. was definitely the best watch alone. Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Every Wednesday night we do this show, NXT. And then uh, going forward sometime closer maybe to February in the new year, we might be doing some more podding on Twitch on Thursdays. So look for that in the near future as well. We have some tricks up our sleeve for oh, the yeah. new year. As but always. Patreon.com slash Up Next $5 a month, North American Tier, gets you access to all the shows that we have. Our Rumble show coming up, the the, the game show, the Rumble 30-man Zoom Rumble. Not sure how we're going to do it, but fuck it, we're going to try. Andrew Thompson is number one he in is. the Rumble. We have some surprise guests Oh yeah, that we still have to convince to join the Rumble, and we have to turn people away. We're letting patrons join in as well. It's- you might have people coming out to the ring getting taken out and their spot taken by someone else yeah it could be wild yeah yeah uh so look for that that's going to be insane. i see andrew thompson repeatedly getting eliminated and then coming out dressed as dude love to try and <laughs> to try again <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll see him do you'll, you'll see also he's got some tricks up his sleeve too, oh yeah I think. yeah uh so look for all the stuff we podcast a lot we do our dynamite weekly reviews we mentioned we're going to be talking about dynamite tomorrow That'll be up there. Uh, we'll talk all about the Brody Lee tribute. Free show, best match ever. Brody Lee out next week. Again, Twitter, Instagram, at Up Next Podcast for all the updates of all the stuff we do. We do a lot of shows, including Shot in the Dark, which is free on the Patreon as well. John Cena covering all the shows that we don't want to watch. Uh, you, you do Impact shows. Those might pop up again in the near future. The, yeah, the Impact reviews should be coming back uh, soon. Um, going into their two big shows they've got coming up. And obviously next week is Wrestle Kingdom as well. Yes. Um, it, it just creeps up on you. You forget there's Christmas, there's New Year, and then there's Wrestle Kingdom. So we'll be doing a show on that as well. Uh, a kind of combined show talking about both nights one and two. I'm trying to convince David to... We're not doing a watch along. We decided it's the one show that is... Probably our favorite show to watch of wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom. And we, out of spite of all of you, we're taking those days off and watching. I just want to be in my bed in my We just want to watch it, it. drinking sake. These chairs are not comfortable that we, that we record in. So, but I'm trying to convince you after night two, we might stay on, we might go on Twitch after and do our post show. So if you're interested in that, but we are super excited for Wrestle Kingdom, even though the card looks all right, I think they'll still do it. There'll be some bangers. Yeah, I think so. Okada Osprey, come on. Come on. I think Takahashi Ishimori is going to be fucking bananas too. I think people are overlooking that. Um, and then, uh, sorry, there's El Phantasmo might be in it. I mean, yep. there's that. Uh, and then, of course, Kota Ibushi. Naito. Kota Ibushi could go on to fight Jay White. Jay White could walk out. Who's going to walk out double champ? J- Jay White. <laughs> Don't say Jay that. White's walking out double champ. Um, All right. You ready? Put your tinfoil hat on. Uh Kota Ibushi mm. gets both titles. He's celebrating. Oh, yeah. He's celebrating. Kenny Omega, the belt collector, comes out. He stands with his titles. Looks at Kota with his titles. Next year at Wrestle Kingdom, we get this match. All Kota right. versus Kenny. That's what I want to see. I thought see. you were going to say Kota holds both titles up and then puts the IC one on the mat and goes, I don't need yeah, this anymore. anymore. And then <laughs> goes to Raw. <laughs> And gets better gear. They got similar gear. Kota Bushi, Keith. They do. Yeah, yeah the baby blue. Um, <laughs> a new shot in the dark also dropped today. John Cena covering uh, AEW Dark, um, MLW, 205 Live, ROH, all of that uh, in 15 minutes. And it's free. Just go to patreon.com forward slash up next. Pod, uh, up next. 
You don't need to subscribe if you don't want to, but you can click download on that show. We will be back next year, next week, New Year's Evil, the watch along, the post show, twitch.tv slash up next. Uh, wherever you find us, your podcast, give us a little download, a little, give us a nice little comment, five star rating on whatever podcast app you, you have. It gives us a little help there. And of course, like I mentioned, patreon.com slash up next, best match ever, 2020, part two coming out. This week, we're going to nerd out about all the... We're talking about We're re-plugging. NXT. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, we, we are. We've already plugged this. Let's get out of here. But we, we, <laughs> we talked about NXT today, but we talk about a lot of other wrestling. We do. In case you don't realize that we do. So we have a lot of shows. But um, thank you for listening. We hope you have a good year, wherever it is you may be. 2020, it's behind us now. We can look to 2021. Thank you for listening and supporting us here. We really appreciate it. And we will be talking to you in 2021. Thank you. Take care. Goodbye. Happy New Year. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Ahoy! Hey there. BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.